855-W233-DB Norwich. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Jeremy House. Inflation eased again in December. More details from correspondent Bernie Bennett. The consumer price index shows that inflation cooled last month to 6.5% as expected, down from 7.1% in November and well below a June peak of 9%. The consumer price index for all items fell 0.1% even as gasoline prices are in decline. The CPI report shows signs that the Federal Reserve's interest rate increases are cooling the overheated economy. It was the slowest rate of price increases in more than a year. Inflation is still well above normal levels, and the economy remains vulnerable to shocks that could send prices back up. Bernie Bennett in Washington. Calls are growing in Congress for a probe into classified documents held by Joe Biden after he served as vice president. Calls are coming now from both ends of the Capitol and from both parties for more information about the classified documents. Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Democrat Mark Warner is calling for Congress to be briefed on the matter. In the House, an investigation has already been launched by Congressman James Cormer, chairman of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. Biden's attorneys have said they found the Obama-Biden-era documents in an office used by by Biden between his White House stints at the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. Bob Agner reporting. Russia says its forces are edging closer to capturing a salt mining town in eastern Ukraine. Capturing the town of Solodar would mark an elusive victory for the Kremlin, but it would come at the cost of heavy Russian losses and extensive destruction of the territory they claim. U.S. applications for unemployment benefits fell last week to their lowest level in 15 weeks. The Labor Department says the number of Americans applying for jobless aid for the week ending January 7th fell by 1,000 to 205,000. On Wall Street, the Dow is off 16.5 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith. A time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way. To protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. Are electric vehicles too heavy? The head of the National Transportation Safety Board is expressing concern about the safety risks that heavy electric vehicles pose if they collide with lighter vehicles. Jennifer Homendy raised the issue in a speech Wednesday in Washington to the Transportation Research Board. She noted by way of example that an electric GMC Hummer weighs about 9,000 pounds with a battery pack that alone weighs 2,900 pounds, roughly the entire weight of a typical Honda Civic. The extra weight that EVs typically carry stems from the outsized weight of their batteries. To achieve 300 or more miles of range per charge from an EV, batteries have to weigh thousands of pounds. Keith Peters reporting. 
Aid workers say the Taliban's ban on women uh, working for non-governmental organizations in Afghanistan is already starting to hurt the massive humanitarian campaign that's keeping the country alive. News and analysis at townhall.com. Morning, everybody. Cloudy out there. Flurries or spotty light snow. Rain this morning. Then rain showers become likely during the afternoon and evening hours. Trending milder. Highs today will continue to rise through the day into the upper 50s by midnight tonight. Tonight, rain coverage and intensity ramp up. Temperatures rise, too. Again, temperatures peak in the 50s pre-dawn. And then Friday, tomorrow, rain. Heavy at times early. An isolated thunderstorm can't be ruled out. Then partial afternoon clearing, breezy. Temperatures peak in the 50s pre-dawn. Then drop into the 40s by the evening commute. Saturday, a mixture of sun and clouds, cooler in the upper 30s. Sunday, sunny, breezy, highs in the upper 30s to near 40 for the shoreline. And Monday for Martin Luther King Jr. Day, sunny, highs in the low 40s. In the early morning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Thursday. 34 in Norwich, 42 in New London. It's mostly rain, but there is some snow falling this morning as well. Good morning. I'm Marty Hausberger. Governor Ned Lamont says he will be proposing a reduction in the state income tax for middle-class residents and families. Lamont says he's looking to help families as they struggle with the highest inflation in decades and the soaring cost of home heating oil. Lamont says a cut could be for families earning up to $200,000 a year will likely be phased in over the next two years. Governor says he believes the state can afford the tax cut and can support it over the long term. At midweek, the average price for a gallon of regular gas in Connecticut is three sixteen. In Rhode Island, it's three twenty-three. AAA reports sets a drop of three cents from last week in the Ocean State. Connecticut's price is also down three pennies in a week. The national average this morning three dollars and twenty-seven cents a gallon. Two former ESPN employees are suing the network over its COVID nineteen vaccine mandate. That suit was filed in a Connecticut court yesterday with reporter Allison Williams and producer Beth Faber claiming they were wrongfully fired in 2021 after they refused to comply with the company's vaccine requirement. The plaintiffs allege the company failed to accommodate their religious beliefs and violated their civil rights. Both women are seeking punitive damages against ESPN, although the exact amount hasn't been revealed. Rain today with a high of 48.34 in Norwich at 10.06. Next news at 11. I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH. And now, Stu Breyer. Mm, we have quite a guest coming up. Yeah. From Who's Russia with love. From Russia with Muppets. <laughs> the uh, absolutely interesting. Um, she is a uh, producer. Her name is Natasha Lance Rogoff. And her memoir is uh, discussing Muppets in Moscow, the unexpected crazy true story, making Sesame Street in Russia. I don't know how they do that. They must have got a somebody that said you can use our license for that. I don't know. Kermit Kaminsky? I don't know how they'll do that. <laughs> Which Roman and Littlefield published recently chronicles Natasha's experience producing a Russian version of Sesame Street in post-Soviet Russia. It falls under the category, and you thought your job was tough. <laughs> I bet she had some static, yes. Check this, check this out, Marty, and folks out there. Natasha and her colleagues, Natasha and her colleagues faced assassinations of their broadcast partners, Whoa. a car bombing, Whoa. and the takeover of the show's production office by Russian soldiers with AK-47s. Wow. So Yet it, they persevered. 
I persevered for a little wow. while, and uh, fortunately she got out so she could write her memoir. Mercy. So there is a... See what that's all about. Hmm. Instead of the Swedish chef, it's the Russian assassin. I mean, how could they feel that Muppets are a threat in Russia? I don't know, unless they were going after the leader. Can you picture Miss Piggy? <laughs> Whoa, get out of here! With an explosive <clears throat> device. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I well, wouldn't think they would allow that. But they didn't yeah. want to. They didn't want a pig uh, dating a frog. <laughs> you can just see them going crazy over that, right? Mixing of the species. No, we can't have it. So, which state do you think uh, has the fewest new builds being built? The fewest new buildings being built. Yep, or homes being built. This is in New England. Mm. New England. Well, the way you put that, I'm going to say Connecticut. Connecticut's two, and Rhode Island is one. Really? Uh, come on. Yeah, they're just not building. new homes. Not building. Not building. Maybe they have not enough land for that. I was going to say, there's not a whole lot of land left, is there? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. You know, Rhode Island's running out of land, so build your house quickly, folks. Build a treehouse. There's plenty of trees. I was reading about a man charged with a New London murder wants to defend himself at a trial. Yeah, I saw that. How does that work? Does he... Uh, ask a question and then run to the chair and answer it? He questions himself, yes, I guess so. Where yeah. was I on the night of the uh, crime? Then he goes up in the chair and... Well, I'll tell you, counselor. That must be hard to do. A lot of uh, going back and forth, yeah. I wonder how that works. They don't uh, recommend it. Doesn't usually no. work when you represent yourself. I mean, the dude's not a lawyer. He's been studying in prison and investing in books and stuff but we don't usually get serious but there's there's something that's bugging me and that's uh -oh. a, it's a story wow. about uh, a couple that was murdered in florida yeah. they caught it was a woman who did it and they caught uh -huh. her uh -huh. and she had been arrested 24 times wow for various offenses various offenses and she was out and, and she was out she murdered a couple 20 yeah, not good. times not good mm. yeah after a while it's like what's you know, it used to be three strikes, you're out. You yeah, know, right. What, yeah. 25 strikes and you're out? 30 strikes, you're out, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's not not good. Well, let's see. Prince Harry's in the news. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and they are they are making out like bandits. I mean, not that oh, they yeah. needed the money, but no. people are buying their books and watching them on Netflix. Yeah, not me. He's denying reports he once secretly dated Cameron Diaz. Really? In his new memoir. Why would you deny that? I don't know. She's she's nice. Yeah. Good-looking woman. Yeah, in his memoir, Spare. Spare me. That's the name of the memoir. They dredged out every relationship that I've ever had, every girl mm -hmm. that I've ever been with. That's right. Put it all in a blender, hired experts. Try to make sense of it. He denies Cameron Diaz. Huh? I mean, why do we care who he dated? I don't care. Grief. If I dated Cameron Diaz, I'd brag about it. I mean, yeah, you know, I if the book her. doesn't sell, he'll go on a GoFundMe page. We'll send him money. Oh, it's selling. Hmm. And a couple goes to KFC to celebrate a winning million-dollar lotto prize. That's the best you can do, KFC. Well, I mean, I like KFC. They got a bucket. <laughs> they got a bucket a of chicken. Bucket of money. Bucket of money and a bucket of chicken. And what's the deal with eggs now? Oh, I know. I saw where they're going through the roof price-wise. I mean, uh, who do you blame for that? Chickens. Chickens? Yeah. They're greedy. Are they going on strike or something? Chicken strike. Gee. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what's behind that. I mean, it's big crazy. time. Big time inflation with, it, with eggs. Yeah, way up.
You know, Twitter burst is going crazy. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. So can we get uh, deals on eggs on eBay? Perhaps? Mm, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. How would you... <laughs> just one more thing. I want to make people go nuts here. And A woman found a live lizard in her spinach. Mm, yeah, I'd take that back, probably. Yeah, that's not a good thing. Live lizard. Yeah, in the spinach. It spinach was a, is bad enough, much less putting a lizard in it. It was a very healthy cat, a, li- a lizard, very healthy. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of cats, newlyweds hold a cat toss at a wedding. That'll get a them cat trouble. toss? That's not humane. That'll get them tro- trouble with PETA. Yeah, you can't toss a cat around. At a wedding, Newsweek magazine says a pair of Tampa Bay newlyweds held a cat toss at their wedding instead of a bouquet toss. Why? What is the purpose? Cassie and Jonathan Roth tossed a plush kitty into the air. Oh, oh so it was, uh, it was like a... Oh, I got scared for a minute. ...stuffed animal. The winner took home okay. a rescue kitten from Fairy Tale Pet Care and a oh. local animal shelter. So it's kind of promoting rescue animals. Yeah, that's oh, good. Okay. I got scared for a minute. Now we're all right with it. The shelter brought five kittens to the wedding and allowed the winner to pick out their favorite one. Aww. The other ones were turned away. What if you caught the cat and didn't want the kittens? I don't know. I guess you could find out who well, does, I guess. different instead of a bouquet. That's kind of different. Yeah. Or I'm just glad it wasn't a live kitten. And finally, in our little uh, chat here, mm-hmm. Marty and Me, that's Marty our new book. Me. Marty mm-hmm. and Me, it's coming out when? It's coming out right after the, the Prince's book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a million dollar uh, early order on that one. Wouldn't that be fun? <clears throat> a dog sets world record by jumping rope. On hind legs. I saw a little video of that a minute ago. Wow, that's crazy. You can teach a dog anything. I know, he was getting it. It's a dog from Germany recently set a Guinness World Record by standing on his hind legs and jumping rope 32 times in 30 seconds. I couldn't do that. The dog's owner, Wolfgang. Well, of course. Uses Mozart? His, <laughs> uses his trained dogs in circus acts. The man and his dogs have set multiple world records with their tricks. I did see a little video of that. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And top items people toss when organizing at the beginning of the year. Number one answer mm-hmm. is... Close. Closing, correct. Number two. Mm-hmm. Paper, Shoes. Papers and files. Paper, yeah. Papers and files. Number three, toys. And the kids don't like Toys? You can't get rid of toys. Yeah, well, the kids are now in their 40s. I still have all my kids' toys. Good for you. I wish I saved my toys. My Do you? Toys. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if I'm doing the right thing, but I'm thinking, well, they'll have kids, and when oh, they come yes. over, they can play with the toys. Do they keep them in good shape? Are they all right? Oh, yeah. They're in great oh, shape. Save those yeah. toys. Okay. I don't, man, right. you wouldn't believe the toys I had. Uh, toy- yeah, I don't know where mine are. Toys? Toys. I have to ask my mom. Yeah, see if she What's kept do with my toys. I bet you your mom kept your toys. I don't think well, she did. Call her today. She sold them. <laughs> sold Probably them for cigarettes and ripple. Hobby equipment of supplies next. Appliances twenty four percent. Kids items twenty four percent. Kids items. Furniture kids twenty two percent. Oh yes, and um, according to this survey. Sports exercise equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't using it. Might as well get rid of it. Uh, problem is, it's hard to li- hard to lift. Yeah, that those stuff. things are heavy. And that's it. That's it. Have a wonderful Thursday, Stu. You too. Good luck with the uh, producer of the 
Yeah. Sesame Street, Russia. Don't forget to check that one out. I will. All right, here we go. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Muppets in Moscow, but let's get right to the program right now. 889-5252 is the number you're on the air. Hi. Good morning. Okay. Would you like to talk to me? Are you really there? Welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. How are you? Okay. Now that I heard a voice, welcome. Okay. I I know that I'm repeating things that the those of us who watch Fox News know, but just in case the mainstream media didn't cover this, um, you know how there were ten pieces of classified material signed at found at the Penn. Nope. Whatever, Penn Center, Biden Penn Center. Now there's more. Mm-hmm. And now there's more at another undisclosed location. Now, interestingly, the person that negotiated this Biden Penn Center for Joe Biden was none other than Hunter Biden. Also, there was another, there was a business where there were offices and Hunter Biden asked for for keys for his mother, father, uncle. The other person in that business was from the CCP, you know, the Chinese um, Communist Party. Um, also, what I just heard this morning, and I don't remember the second name, I kind of came in at the end of it, but Anthony Blinken was going to be in business with Hunter and Joe and James, the whole clan. And now Anthony Blinken is part of the cabinet, as is this other individual whose name, I kind of heard part of it, so I don't know the whole thing. What a coincidence, huh? Isn't it a coincidence? Mm -hmm. You know, and they're not saying where they found these other papers. I'm wondering if they were in the office that Hunter was sharing with his father, mother, uncle, and the person from the Communist Party of China. All I can say is one, someday. One, all I can say to wonder. All I can say is someday everybody will know the truth. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, what I will say is the, there's good news that came out of this. I don't think that Biden will ever be charged. Um, Hunter won't be charged for a lot of this. Hunter won't be charged for a lot of the stuff. But they can't really charge. Built, um, Donald Trump criminally for the classified documents he held at Mar-a-Lago under lock and key with Secret Service guarding the place um, when Biden's materials were found at the Biden Penn Center, which was not guarded by the Secret Service, and this other undisclosed location where it most likely wasn't so they should be sending, they don't need to send the, the FBI over to, you know, search for the documents. Listen, it was a good day for Donald Trump. That's all I can say. Uh, for those who you like know, Donald, you're but happy. They need to go to his homes mm-hmm. and check them out. All right, I mean, thank you. I'm glad you brought it up. They can go through Melania's clothing. They can go through Jill. Mm-hmm. If they could go through, um, the, yeah. Well, that will never happen. Darren's. 
Barron's room, they can sure as hell go through both of Biden's houses to see okay, what's thanks. going on over there. Got to run. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Stu. Good morning, sir. How's things going so far? Hey, so far so good. Yeah, I guess uh, they squashed the stove deal, huh? Yeah, it looks like they're squashing, and they got a little feedback on that one. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Hey, Stu, I got a question for you. Yes. Is your is your AM signal stronger than the FM signal? It depends on what part of town you're in. Yeah, because uh, the other day I was in Manchester, mm-hmm. and uh, I could pick up uh, thirteen ten. Pretty good, you know. Once in a while, it would fade out, but it was it was coming in. So mm-hmm. I, I decided to try the FM on the on the car radio, and I couldn't get nothing. It's a directional uh, system. So in other words, there are some parts in town that the AM comes in not too strong, where the FM will. So right. I'd like to show you the map or on the on the radio. So now I was down in Niantic yesterday, mm-hmm. and AM came in great. So I figured I'd try the FM, and I was getting classical music. Yeah, that's the one that uh, gets into it in certain parts of the uh, state. Yes. Now, do they regulate the radio stations on uh, how much power they can uh, produce? That's true. They can regulate, uh, certainly. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need a stronger light bulb on the uh, towers out there. Well, we, we hope that uh, to make the FM stronger, there's a lot of... Uh, things that go into it, and I hope someday uh, it will be stronger. I hope so. Okay, well, hey, things are only getting better with our our blunder Biden, huh? It's amazing, and uh, there are things that uh, will come out someday about the the Bidens who have done done very well financially. Yes. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Uh, You too. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Hello there. Hi. Am I on? Yes, you're on, sir. Oh, I'm I'm getting feedback. Hey, uh, I got a list a mile long, but I'll I'll be quick and simple about it. Uh, did you see where the uh, illegals? They don't like our food. It was on TV. I didn't see that, but I usually watch. Yeah, they're throwing the sandwiches in the garbage that we've provided mm-hmm. them. We're putting them up in five hundred dollar a night rooms in New York City. And uh, they want those little hot plates so they can cook their beans and rice. But yet we're trying to put them on a jelly sandwich or something that they don't like. Well, I'll take a jelly sandwich. Sounds good. <laughs> I, uh, okay. Listen, Number two, what came make... first, the chicken or the egg? Well, uh, right now it's the chicken because the egg the chicken, isn't coming huh? in first. Yes. Uh, things that I can't afford to eat anymore is lobster, and I have to put eggs on that list now. Yeah, egg, no eggs, no lobster. No eggs, no lobster. I'll be down. I'll be down to beans and rice. Hmm. Sounds good <laughs> for a change, huh? Okay, one more, and I'll let you go. Hey, okay. <laughs> What's on the list now? Okay, the mayor. I talked to him yesterday in your station. Yes, sir. And I've come to one conclusion that the the city manager runs the show, and the mayor just cuts the ribbons and kisses the babies. From what he said to me. Really? Okay. He, I thought in general he did a good job, but uh, that's Yeah, but opinion. when I asked him a question, he could write back and say, you got to talk to Mr. Salimone or Salimone, mm-hmm. the city manager, wh- where he could say, you know, that was a pretty good idea. I'll run it by him when I see him. Nope, nope. All responsible things were done, uh, done by the city manager in ribbon cutting 
And another in that industrial park, and I'll let you go. Uh, he said, when them big factories pull in here in that new industrial park, they'll pay big taxes, and uh, that'll offset the price of the new schools. Well, anything that's ever come to knowledge, we give them 15 years free taxes. We call it welfare for the rich. So when these companies come in to go to our new industrial park, the first thing out of their mouth is, how many years of free taxes? It's, it, you can see it right over in front of Maplewood's the cemetery, the hotel over there. They got 15 years free tax from the city of Norwich, and at the 14th year, they'll sell the building. <laughs> All right, my friend, uh, thanks for going down the list a little bit. Yeah, okay, I'll catch you later, Still. Yes, sir. The list. WYCH, you're on the air. Hi, I'm in Studio 128. Studio 128, it's Wundermann. Hey, how's your cough? Is it getting better? My cough is lovely. How's yours? Well, it went to where early in the morning I get it, and it's less Mm -hmm. grobbly, but then this morning it was real grobbly, so I don't know. Most everybody is going through that for some reason I do not know. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I was thinking about, because uh, I saw the History Channel, the ones where they have, like, ancient things. And Anyway, it was, the, it was showing all the electrical fields all around Earth, the natural ones. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, all these electrical belts, and they're, they're pretty aligned from the northern hemisphere to the southern. Um, uh, it almost looks like a gyroscope um, type thing. Or, and anyway, I was thinking about, uh, not to say anything bad about radio, all, all the electrical fields that are man-made, I guess they would have come up. Uh, lightning isn't man-made, I think, but uh, they would have come up uh, mostly around the early 1900s, I think, because um, I know I read A Night to Remember with the uh, Titanic, and they just invented the wireless. So I think that was 1912. And I was thinking about all the man-made electrical things, um, how they would have, they might affect the natural electrical belts. And there's more and more with all the phones, the 5G, and all this stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know much about it, um, but I was wondering if you might have a guest about it someday. All right, my friend, and feel better. You too. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. It's, that's a little over my head. That stuff. And I'm tall, and it was over my head. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Father Stu. Hello, Boston. Benny, what's up? Well, I'd like to check in with you, see how you're feeling today before your, your weekend starts. Well, I'm feeling okay, buddy. Well, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent you an email yesterday uh, suggesting that, you know, you had Mayor nice tomorrow and it was a great hour, very informative. Mm-hmm. And I, I would like to see some of the city councilors come on your show because your show has a a great platform for people in in Norwich. Well, they're always welcome. Some of the things that they might Mm -hmm. say, you know, when questions are asked. Sure. I mean, uh, in the olden days, days they used to call me a lot to come on. It hasn't happened recently, but... Yeah, well, I sent the email to them as well, so mm-hmm. I gave them, you know, a little tug, some, not- some notice. The other thing is, you had a, a caller this morning. The f- I don't know which which the first one or the second one. Uh, c- concern about where the 
president's other documents were? Yes. Well, I think I know where they are. You do? Oh, all right. I want yeah. to know. They're in Mar-a-Lago. Oh, the president? <laughs> yeah, okay. Have a nice weekend, Stu. All right, you too. Well, there's an interesting story. They were sent to Mar-a-Lago. Hmm. These days, nothing would surprise me, huh? All right, let's take a break. You'd, uh, you would be next at 889-5252 if you'd like to call in now. It's an open forum for this hour. Why wait when miles and miles of carpet and tile are right here in stock at the Floor Covering Shop, Eastern Connecticut's home of in-stock flooring. Been that way since 1963. Sales, installation, financing, and in-stock flooring. Miles of it at the Floor Covering Shop. Come see the Graff family. 385 Central Avenue in Norwich. Online at FloorCoveringShopInc.com and on Facebook. Wall to wall, we cover it all. We got miles and miles of carpet and tile. The Floor Covering Shop. Fox News commentary. Congresswoman AOC is warning about what causes brain damage, and since she's an expert in that kind of thing, we should probably heed her warning. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. Lobby wants you to believe powering anything with fossil fuels or other forms of reliable energy will lead to the apocalypse. And now they're coming for your gas stoves, too. The Consumer Product Safety Commission is weighing a potential ban on gas stoves, though the agency has yet to cite a solid study or reason why. But AOC is helping fill in the blanks, tweeting that exposure to gas stoves is linked to reduced cognitive performance. Now, Twitter was quick to mock her for that claim, but hold on a dang minute. If anyone knows a thing or two about brain damage, it's probably AOC. If a gas stove is to blame for that disease of liberalism and that affinity for socialism? Shoot, I'll go electric or unicorn dust or whatever these green hairs prefer now to save my brain from whatever damaged hers. You betcha I will, because guess what? You can never be too careful. Right, AOC? I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show Tommy Lahren is Fearless at Outkick.com. Hey, Tommy, don't, don't be afraid to hold back. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Good morning, Stu. Good morning, sir. I don't need to tell you, but you had, you had a real good week behind the mic this week. Well, thank you. You did, you did. Mm-hmm. And uh, Keith's coming in tomorrow, right? Keith C. Rice will be in tomorrow. And I hope your listeners will give us an hour for sports. Well, some people A lot of don't... stuff happened in sports this week. No, I know. That's great. I mean, a lot of people love sports, and other people would like to talk about other things, so it's up well, to I'll, you Well, I'm just asking for an hour. All right. <laughs> okay, Stu? <so. laughs> sure, okay. Do you want an hour of sports tomorrow with Keith? Let him know. But other people would like to talk about other things, and when he has an open topic, you're welcome to do that. You're on the air. Welcome. It's still like a lot of people. I mean, I don't like Biden, but uh, I could see maybe a, a, you know one batch of uh, classified documents being found. Okay, maybe two. But if there's like a third or fourth, don't you think maybe somebody might be planting these things somewhere? You know, to get back at uh, Biden like they got at, at Trump? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, that would be very difficult. Be found, then I'm starting to think there's something fishy going on. That would be very difficult to do, uh, to plant them. But uh, these days, of course, nothing would surprise me. 
Yeah. Gets more I mean, bizarre every day. Yeah. I mean, that's all I got to say. It's just, mm-hmm. You know, maybe, like I said, one batch, okay, two, uh, three, uh, I don't know, but we'll find out. All right. Interesting. Okay. Something to think about. And a lot of things to take a think about these days. Hello, good morning. Oh, hey, Stu. Hey. Yeah, hey, I watched my Three Musketeers last night with Jesse, Ke- uh, Je- Jesse Kelly. Oh, that ad. I've, I've listened to Jesse Kelly before. He's another But anyway, um, I like the candy Three Musketeers. Yeah. yeah well, mm-hmm. I, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, but the one with um, what's his name, Gene Kelly in it. It's got Vincent Price as a bad guy. It's got a little bit of Robin Hood and mm-hmm. you name it, the Scarlet Pimpernel. Oh, oh sword fighting. You ought to see Gene Kelly with a sword. You, uh, wow. Love, you that love your flip. Christmas presents, I know. Yeah, colorful, beautiful color, action-packed, and and the, the ones who are the bad guys in it were the women. Well, Everybody it's about playing time. around on everybody else, and mm. in the end, because it happened in Paris... 1625, she went to the old chop the head off. Thing. So when Gene Kelly was sword fighting, was he dancing while he was doing it? Hmm? He may as well have been. You should have seen. It, it, it tires you out just to see how athletic he is. Well, I'm that tired looks, enough. Yeah. You know, when, when he's sword fighting, going against five people at one time, and oh, wow. I, I would tell anybody, if they wanted to see a really great movie, I always wanted to see it, and I finally did. It's great. Okay, that's your movie review. I know you got something else. Yes. <laughs> I heard Wonder Man, he needs to look up on his phone, Nicola and I. See, I think there's two K's in it. Nicola, Tesla. Maybe not, but mm-hmm. anyway, um, he was inventing all that stuff way back. It, I mean, he died in the, in the forties, and they grabbed all his uh, paperwork, and they're probably doing stuff with it now. But he was really a genius. That and um, equating yesterday's botch up with failed. Uh, Systems, I think they're government owned to ground all the flights. Like, you know, we really do need our infrastructure updated, you yeah, know? Yeah, we do. We, we, we've had a lot of trouble with the infrastructure, and I guess we could blame Buttigieg, but, you know, I want to be fair about it. That's well, probably, I feel hopefully, will never happen again what happened yesterday. That all the money going to the Ukraine, which I don't get. Because I hear on the conservatives, you know, whatever stations, because they want to know where it's going, and, and no one knows where it's going. So far, he has gotten, I heard the last number, $90 billion. And it's supposedly going into a, uh, a bank. I didn't know banks could exist in the Ukraine with all the fighting. But, okay, you're getting money. Well, why does he keep coming back asking for more military equipment of the U.S., of Germany, because of he's all these fighting, different countries? Uh, he's fighting the monsters from Russia. I they, know, uh, but why doesn't he shut his mouth and pay for the stuff? He's asking for the military equipment for free. On top of the money they're putting in, no one knows where it's going. So everybody says you can bet. It's going in offshore bank accounts. That's the people I'm hearing, and they're all conservative. Um, 
because Rand Paul and everybody, why can't we find out where that money is well, going? This has happened through the years. We're sending a bunch of money here and there, and we end up not knowing exactly where it goes. So, well, I don't Obama know what to say. sent plane loads of it to Iran. It's on. You can see it right on the internet, and you see George Bush. Uh, Junior, I heard it the other night, a reminder. He sent a truckload of money to Iraq, and it was real money. Mm-hmm. All right, so i got to go. They've all done it. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning, Stu. Hey, Larry, what's up? Well, so I just want to tell you this little quote that's on TV right now in big black letters. Classified documents found at Biden's Wilmington, Wilmington home. Mm-hmm. Did you and that last gentleman at call want to say that these items were planted now at Biden's home? No, I don't. I don't believe they are. I mean, strange things happen. Well, you just said that you, you just agree with that gentleman, which was a complete speculation. I didn't say I agreed with right him. A, I just said that. Right on the these... TV. Who, who would think that somebody would plant uh, documents at somebody's house? Or a garage, or an office building. Those 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 things were there since night uh, 2016. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, people do some strange things, but Listen, obviously. I'm you right that... now, it's right on the TV right now. Mm-hmm. Just as I thought, they were found at Biden's Wilmington home, right across the TV set right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he That's would have them. He was them. vice president. Uh... Yeah. What's the Democrats going to say about this now? I'm sure they'll come up with something. And the idiot's going to come out in about five or ten minutes to the podium to try to get his way out of this. I'm sure they're preparing his little speech for him right now. Well, some people will want to believe him, and others will say, whoa, hold on. But I I don't think he's going to run again, and that may be one of the reasons. Oh, he's running again. Yeah. He's not going to run. Yeah, he he actually thinks he's the greatest president ever lived. I don't know what he... believe it or not, there's 33% of the people in this country think the same thing. I don't know what he thinks, to be honest with you. I have no idea, yeah, but well, he knows more than he. I, I just wanted think. to tell you that's what's on the TV now about his uh, <clears throat> where they found the second batch of the uh, documents. Okay. Uh, also in the garage. If they were in the garage, yeah. Yeah, so there's also a garage. His home in the garage, Wilmington Garage. That's a, uh, that's on there also now. It's a weird thing Both to have place. in the garage. I don't know. All right. <laughs> so. Thanks for the update. And uh, one yes. other thing, I'll let you go. Did you see? Did you see the pictures on TV last night about the gas stoves? Did you see them all cooking with gas stoves? Did you see the first lady cooking on her gas stove at the house? Yeah, did you see a- AOC cooking on her gas stove at her house? <laughs> that that is not going. Did you over see all the hypocrites well. cooking on their gas stoves too? Yes, I and I'm not. I'm not surprised at anything. That, <laughs> Hypocrites, hypocrites, hypocrites. Uh, they want you and me to get rid of our gas. In fact, uh, fact now, that nitwit in New York, she wants to get rid of gas heat. Yeah. I wonder if she knew that over 50% of the country is heated by gas heat. Well, She, she probably, wants you to get rid of the gas heat, no more gas heat, and you got to heat with electric. She <laughs> you know how expensive know the electric heat is? Yes, I do, believe me. And do you know where electric heat comes from? Gas. Oil and gas. Oil and gas, yep. <laughs> I'll tell you, these people went to college. Hey, we, I don't know what for, but they went to college. Larry, we got to get you to in Washington. we got to get you in there. Set, set everything straight. Huh? Uh, only you got to laugh at this stuff. You can't even get upset at it anymore. Well, I guess we're getting used to it. We're getting numb to it. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, I'll right. talk to you in a little while. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the program. Good morning. Hi. Hi. The, the difference between Biden and Trump is Biden handed these over to them without uh, an argument where Donald Trump wouldn't turn them over. Well, I think somebody spilled the beans on him, actually. I don't think he just said, oh, I'm going to hand well, these Yeah, over. but when they, dis- when they discovered it, mm-hmm. they, he turned it over without an argument where Donald Trump is, is, is still arguing about it. Well, That's the difference. Of course, they raided his house, Trump, uh, Mar-a-Lago, and uh, listen, uh, probably both of them are wrong. Sure, so. but but one that's the difference. One turned him over without an argument, the other one is still arguing. All right, that's a good point you're making. It is, it is. Thank you. Uh, okay. Appreciate the point. Yeah, bye. Hi, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Stu. Hi there. So, yeah, hey, so, um, yeah, I hear everyone's talking about the hypocrisy of Biden with the documents there. Yep. I, I Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if every last one of these people that's got access to these documents gets them all mixed up. And I suspect that the whole point of this is just to let Trump off the hook without angering the far left base that wants Trump to be indicted and in prison. Oh, you it, think it, this it, is it, a it, setup? Yeah. It's perfect. Okay. Yeah, you because know, imagine this. Um, Trump is not only in trouble for having the documents, he's in trouble for hiring his own people to go through the documents and to send them back. And that's exactly what Biden's doing. It's his own aides finding documents now in, mm-hmm. now in at least two places. Yep. And then and then sending them over to the archives. Doing exactly what Biden said Trump uh, was had no excuse for. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be that it's the Biden people trying to just get Trump to be the opponent. It could be even that they're trying to let Trump be the opponent and Biden himself to be disqualified as the Democrats are too good for this. But I, I think it's more on Biden versus Trump. They're scared to death of Ron DeSantis who is a man who gets things accomplished. Well, they're going to so, try to find things on him very soon, Mr. DeSantis, because uh, I don't think Trump's they, running either. They, they, don't want, they don't want DeSantis, because Trump is all bluster. He doesn't mm-hmm. do a whole lot. He sees the problem, but at the same time, he's, he's got this massive ego that must be fed, and he's a little bit, when it comes to a lot of things, he's lazy. He likes to just delegate things. He, He'll trust people he shouldn't trust, and then if things go wrong, he'll he'll spend hours and hours and hours, you know, obsessing over his enemies. Many of them were created by him. Oh yeah, well, he's Ron done. DeSantis mm-hmm. taking back the college there, taking the most left-wing college, and turning it into a a conservative liberal arts school is just one of many things that he has done to advance the cause of freedom and to push back against these people that I, uh, I view to be totalitarians. Well, he's just trying to balance and, things, that's for sure. Yeah, they're All right. scared, scared, they are scared to death of that, man. Thanks for your uh, perception. I appreciate it. Thanks, sir. Hello, welcome Later. to the program. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning, Stu. Hi, Joe. 
Hey, Larry's in a good mood this morning. I like when he chuckles and stuff. He's, yes, I like when he's in a happy, feeling mood. That's good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I got to throw out for Patty, who was just on. She gave me a good pep cheer yesterday when she called about me. I'm going to be fine, Sue. I talked to my sister again last night. I don't like to call her all the time. She still call me anytime. But, uh, yeah, we're definitely making plans, and it's going to happen. But it's not going to happen until, like, probably the end of spring, somewhere around there. So it Sounds like you're you a know, lovely sister. Yeah, everything's pretty good, Stu. I'm, I'm looking forward to everything. And good. Life, life's going to be good, brother. Well, we wish that all good things for you, my friend. I, I thank you so much. And, you know, hey, I always thought FM signals were much stronger than AM signals. Well, it depends on what direction they're in. See, I didn't know that. You know, still when we were kids in Philly, there was an abandoned, up in the woods, I'm not kidding you, there was an abandoned radio station. I don't remember the call name of it, but they had identical three towers, just like yours here at WA, and there was an AM station, and there was a little shack in there. We used to go up there and play and, and just hang out up there, and it was up on the highest summit, and at night, still, you could see every star in the sky. That was something we used to do. We didn't vandalize them. We just went up there to hang out. Mm-hmm. And it was identical to your three uh, towers, I swear. And they were just spread just the same way you got your three. And there was a shack in there. We used to go in there and just hang out and, and hang out up on the hill there and watch the uh, stars. It was great. Joey, you got to take a break, but thank you. All right, my man. Talk, Talk to you later. Talk to you soon. WICH weather, Scott Haney in the Channel 3 Early Morning Forecast Center. Cloudy flurries or spotty light snow. Rain possible this morning. Rain showers becoming likely during the afternoon as uh, it gets milder, about 48 degrees. And Friday, rain heavy at times. Early, an isolated thunderstorm can't be ruled out. Can I rule it out? Partial afternoon clearing, breezy temperatures peak in the 50s, then drop. Saturday, a mix of sun and clouds. 39. Currently, it's 36 degrees, and we'll be uh, chatting with you next. Remember our number is 889-5252. Dreaming of a new car, a new home? A little money management can go a long way to help make those dreams a reality. And at Scient Federal Credit Union, we make money management easier. At Scient Federal Credit Union, you will be treated as a member, not just a number. We are committed to improving our members' lives with creative financial solutions. Our helpful, responsive, and knowledgeable people are here to help you realize your dreams. Visit our website to find out how you can receive customized product and resource recommendations for a whole host of important financial decisions like buying a home, how to save more money, preparing for retirement, paying off debt, and so much more. From day-to-day dealings to long-term planning, Scient Federal Credit Union is your solutions provider, no matter your financial status. We make money management easier. Contact us to see if you qualify for membership. 877-860-MYCU or scientfcu.org. Federally insured by the NCUA. Scient Federal Credit Union. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. 
And we have time for a few more calls. WICH, welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. Good morning. Morning. It's, a, it's not a good day in Norwich. Um, <clears throat> I heard Peter Nystrom yesterday, and he 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 knows what he's doing to a point, but our policies and our ordinances aren't being coordinated through the manager's office or the council meetings. So I'm concerned about that. But the reason why I'm calling, and I'm working on those issues, I got an interesting news feed that our ozone layer is healing. Oh, that's good. It is going to, at the current pace, it's going to take quite a while, four decades, 2066. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I'm thinking that it's possible if we micromanage better, because it's obviously a coordinated effort between countries to get it to heal, but we're not probably not micromanaging it as well as we could within our states mm -hmm. and within our districts. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So well. it's conceivable. It's conceivable that we might be able to have it heal quicker if we stopped to think about that. And I just had my car registration, which went from eighty to one hundred and fifty-seven dollars wow. and fifty cents. And I was really annoyed with the governor because I had to pay a Clean Air Act fee. He's mm -hmm. added all these new fees now. Sure. And I just passed emissions. But when I'm driving, I have I was driving on Hamilton Avenue, and this car sped past me. And Larry knows where Hamilton Avenue is. And fumes filled my car. I pulled, I jerked over. It was a, it was a vehicle from Rhode Island, and called the police department about the car and gave them the license plate, and they were going to track it down. So this um, car was speeding. And it's the people who violate our clean air that should be paying the fees. Well, it's going to be hard to get them all to do that, but... Uh... I think that if, if mechanics, where, wherever they are, private mechanics, dealerships or whatever, if they, you know, are doing an oil change or whatever, they should report these kinds of issues on specific vehicles, in my opinion. All right, thank you. Interesting. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Hello, you're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Stu. I was uh, very interested that the uh, previous caller was talking about the article that came up in the day paper the other day. It has to do with the ozone damage in atmosphere is lessening. Mm -hmm. And we have spoken about the weather and dangerous use of chemical spray. The U.N. report came out, and an article by Seth Borenstein says that... Um, the report also warned that efforts to artificially cool the planet by putting aerosols, in other words, spraying chemtrails, into the atmosphere to reflect the sunlight would thin the ozone layer by as much as 20%. And uh, we don't need to be spraying the skies in the first place as part of a Bill Gates plan, I guess. But anyway, I'm glad that she called in, and um, the chemtrails are geoengineering, and that's available information, that is. Uh, on the internet. And I uh, thank you. Have a good weekend and take care of yourself. Uh, you too. Bye -bye. Good to hear from you. 
Open forum this hour. You can get another call or two in if you like at 889-5252. Told you about the weather. Could be a little mushy today. Temperatures will be going up. And that'll be a good because that will avoid probably a lot of snow. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. What was that? From Nostonian. Yes. Can I? Hi. I couldn't, I couldn't agree, uh, disagree more. I think that uh, uh, whether they whether they were fighting it or whether they weren't fighting it, they still had the documents in their houses. I think it's been going on for a long time. I can remember watching a, a documentary uh, on a TV show when I was there to see that uh, at one time President Lyndon Johnson was caught having sex in the White House with another woman. Yeah, but it wasn't on a document. Right, right. Um, well, hmm? well, look at Bill Clinton. Today it came out. Yeah. I do believe that uh, there are powers to be in the government, although uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden have uh, made a mockery of the presidency of the United States at times. Um, they will not let the office of the president of the United States slip away to we to look like it's uh, ridiculous. So I don't think anything is going to ever come out until 10, 15 years down the road. Can you imagine through the years how many things have been covered up? It's, um, I think it would shock people. However, uh, because of the media today, a lot of these things get out, so it's not as easy to cover them up. And as far as yesterday... Uh... Yes? I think I'm losing you on the phone here. How are we doing now? Good, better. Go ahead. Okay. As far as the volunteer fire issue uh, that's coming up, um, um, I do believe that uh, he says that uh, politics shouldn't be in, in the issue of safety. As long as he has an opinion on it, because he's not a professional firefighter, he's not a volunteer firefighter, and he's not a, a member of the city council, um, it, he makes it political. It is a political uh, uh, ping-pong ball mm. that, that's been going back and forth for years and yeah, years I and know. years. It's got to stop it. I also have people that are telling me in the town that our taxes are going to go up $300 because they're scared we're going to, it's going to be the first step to having paid uh, drivers in volunteer files. <laughs> Well, I haven't heard that one, so don't panic too much till we get more information. I think the automatic mutual aid is a great thing, because I am sure there are insurance companies out there watching right now who've caught wind of this problem, because mm-hmm. I'm sure that if, if they can find any way to raise your rates or to cancel you, if they know that you have a piece of, they're insuring a piece of property where a paid fire department could get there two minutes sooner in the structure fire, they will do something about it. All right, sir. Thanks for your opinions. All right. All opinions are welcome on this program. This is a show you can disagree with me. I only pout for 30 seconds, and uh, we can have some dialogue, so don't ever be afraid to call in with your take on things. Just don't take any things. That's illegal. Four minutes before 11. 36 degrees right now. I'm time for another call. This is an interesting uh, 
On the 15th, Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30, greeting card collection drive at the Groton Public Library in Newtown Road. The junior friends of the Groton Public Library are collecting seasonal or all-occasion greeting cards to benefit Veterans Base Camp in Chaplin, Connecticut. Volunteers fill out the cards or mail packages of cards with stamps to veterans and first responders in nursing homes and hospitals. It's a nice feeling to get a, uh, a hello message. Hmm? And the Holiday Light Spectacular in Old Mystic Village, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., is on. Holiday Light Spectacular returns to Old Mystic Village. It's the largest holiday light display in southern New England. It's free to the public. So on through the end of the month, over a half million lights will decorate the Old Mystic Village Square of shops and restaurants for families and holiday enthusiasts to enjoy. So that is going on till the end of this month. So you'll have a good chance to see it. Okay, next hour we have a little open topic. We'll also be talking with a young lady who was in Russia, who was uh, somebody who promoted, produced a similar show like Sesame Street in Russia. She has a, a book out, which is fascinating. It's called Muppets in Moscow. And how she uh, was threatened, almost lost her life because of her Muppets in Moscow story. So I can't wait to talk to her. But I'm going to have to do that. We also heard that Gene Kelly not only didn't dance, but he he did dance, but he was also in a sword, a movie where he was a sword participant. So can you picture Gene? All I can see is him is dancing. And uh, we're expecting a little rain today. So, warm up, we'll be singing in the rain. Spotty light rain, maybe some snow, and then trending milder, high 48 degrees. Here's the swordsman Gene Kelly. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. Put your sword down. What a glorious feel, and I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds so dark up above. The sun's in my heart and I'm ready for love. Don't you love to watch some of those old movies? It's uh, it's amazing how movies have changed through the years. There was a time when movies were very, uh, shall we say, risque, and then uh, they became very not risque, and now anything goes in the movie theater on the screen, and hopefully not in the seats. So, um, where are we today with uh, movies? I think we're very careful of what we say in the dialogue. But you can still get, uh, you know, pay TV where they, anything goes, anything goes. It's amazing. I wanted to talk about this topic maybe a little bit later on. It's in the front page of the day paper. Several who uh, are coming through the Board of Pardons are linked to crimes in the region. And we're talking about killing people. Some people say, well, if you kill someone, you should never get a short sentence, especially if it's first-degree murder. But it's an interesting article, and I was just curious what you uh, thought about it. But we'll get to that a little bit later on, among other things. But first of all, we want to get to the news see what's up, see if there's any new uh, 
unbelievable things happening. I don't know about you, but every time I hear the news, I take a deep breath. Mm. Or turn on the nightly news at night. I have Alexa, you know the tube that answers everything? So this morning, like when the first thing when I got up, I said, uh, Alexa, give me the latest Connecticut news. And she said, okay, Stu, here it is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> She's calling me on a first-name basis now. Starting to get a little worried. Personality Radio, WICH AM 1310 Norwich. Jimmy Fallon at 2.05 and 94.5 DB. See you after the news with the more open forum and a great guest coming up. It's 11 o'clock. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Jeremy House. Delays and cancellations among flights across the U.S. were minimal today. A day after a system that offers safety information to pilots failed, grounding some planes for hours. There were 636 delays into uh, the U.S. as of this morning, according to flight tracking website FlightAware, and 82 cancellations. That compares with more than 1,300 flight cancellations and 9,000 delays on Wednesday. Consumer prices moderated again last month. Inflation eased to 6.5% in December compared with 12 months ago. It was the sixth straight year-over-year slowdown. The softer readings add to growing signs that the worst inflation bout in four decades is gradually waning. But the Fed doesn't expect inflation to slow enough to get close to its 2% target until well into 2024. That means the central bank will most likely raise its bench mark rate by at least a quarter point when it meets at the end of the month. I'm Shelley Adler. National Security Council East Asia Director Chris Johnstone, who's now at the Center for Strategic and International Studies, says Japan is sharply increasing its defense spending and moving toward acquiring missiles that can strike inside North Korea. This is path-breaking, uh, and I think from a U.S. perspective, uh, creates the, 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 the great potential for Japan to be a contributor to, to deterrence, to help maintain stability uh, in what has become a quite challenging region uh, in recent years. The U.S. and Japan have unveiled plans to strengthen their alliance to help counter threats from North Korea and China. On Wall Street, the Dow is ahead by 80 points. However, the Nasdaq is off by more than 47 more on these stories at townhall.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. 
Illinois is on the verge of banning rapid-fire weapons. The House voted 68-41 to make Illinois the ninth state, along with Washington, D.C., to prohibit the sale or possession of semi-automatic weapons. It's in reaction to the seven killed and 30 injured at a 4th of July parade last year in the Chicago suburb of Highland Park. The House approved a Senate version of the bill. Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker has said he will sign it. It would ban dozens of specific brands or types of rifles and handguns. Those who currently own such guns would have to register them. Critics vow to see a court declare it unconstitutional. John Scott reporting. As alarms began to go off globally about a novel coronavirus uh, spreading in China, officials in Washington turned to the intelligence agencies for insights about the threat of the virus posed to America. But the most useful earning warnings came from public reporting and diplomatic cables. News and analysis at townhall.com. Some much-needed good news for FTX customers. During a bankruptcy hearing in Delaware on Wednesday, attorneys said the crypto exchange has recovered $5 billion of liquid assets. FTX customers are owed at least $8 billion after the trading platform collapsed last year. The asset seizure is in connection with the ongoing prosecution of former CEO and co-founder Sam Bankman-Fried. Tasha Stevens reporting. Australia has pulled out of an upcoming men's one-day international cricket series against Afghanistan. Cricket Australia cites more restrictions on women's rights imposed by the Taliban government. Australia was set to meet Afghanistan in the United Arab Emirates for three matches in March. But following consultation with the Australian government and other groups, Cricket Australia says it has canceled the series. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Thanks for staying with us. We have a guest coming up in a few minutes. And it's a a gal who went to Russia and put on a uh, show, Sesame Street in Russia. It's an amazing story of making Sesame Street in Russia. How did that ever happen? Well, you know, things change in Russia, and uh, she was lucky to get out of uh, there with her life. Her name is Natasha. We'll be checking in with her in about 10 minutes or so. Let's uh, take a look at the weather forecast on the radio. Well, we'll hear the weather forecast. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Rain this afternoon, 48. Rain will intensify tonight, and the temperature will rise. Heavy rain early tomorrow, and temperatures peak in the 50s pre-dawn, then fall into the 40s by the evening commute. Partly sunny, 39 on Saturday, sunny and 40 on Sunday, sunny 44 on Monday. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Current temperature as we under cloudy skies, we have uh, 37 degrees. Stu is with you till 2. WICH AM and FM. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. And we will be sprinkling in 50s music very soon in the mix. So lots of hits, lots of selections. 
grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. And he does make house calls, you know, if you have a sick clock. Grandfather clock. They have grandmother clocks, too, don't they? Uh, right. It does, you know, some of them, they're very big. And you don't want to lug it over to Phil's, unless you can get Arnold Schwarzenegger to help you out. Phil will come there and uh, fix your clock. He's a whiz at that. When it comes to insurance, we hold your hand throughout the process. Well, sort of. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. Auto, home, life, recreational, and business. Chris and Beth bring years of experience and solid philosophy to help you choose the right coverage. Call Beth and Chris for a no-obligation quote and review of your coverage at 860-269-7779. Salem Turnpike next to Joanne Fabrics in Norwich. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. We want to hold your hand. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Can you safely treat a burn by yourself at home? I'll be right back with some things to know about burns. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Superficial and some partial thickness burns are the only types of burns that are appropriate for self-treatment. If you get a minor burn, immerse the area in cool tap water for 10 to 30 minutes, clean the area with soap and water. If the skin is unbroken, apply a topical anesthetic. If the skin is broken, apply a topical antibiotic. Apply non-inherent dressing and change as needed. All other burns should be evaluated and treated by a doctor, especially chemical or electrical burns. Medication awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. All right, we're here for a very interesting in- interview. The, uh, she's going to uh, call me now, and uh, then we'll have that. But before we do that, I'll play a little tune, and then we'll get to our uh, interview about Muppets in Moscow. <laughs> yes, Mupp- Muppets in Moscow. I know it sounds a little strange, but uh, let's play a little song by Sammy Davis and then we'll get to our interview, okay? Here we go. Whoops, that's not going to work. Let me try something else. Here's uh, Dan Hill. And he's not over the hill, he'll actually sing to you. Oh 
Connecticut resident, studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline to apply is March 15th. Grants will be awarded for the next academic year. So, go to ctba.org to download the application form and apply now.
Super High with you, trying to connect with our guests. And we'll do our best, see if we can get it on this hour. But these things do happen. If not, we'll get into a, an open forum. We'll be right back. On Wednesday, January 18th, join Dane Rue at the LaGrua Center in Stonington to learn about the history of the Slater Museum and the story of its collection. As museum director, Dane will take audiences into the vault and share exclusive behind-the-scenes photos and pieces that are currently hidden from public view. This free lecture is open to all and is sponsored by the Connecticut Humanities. LaGrua Center is a cultural jam located in Stonington Borough, presenting concerts, art, and speakers to all in the community. You can find more information about this event and other programs at lagruacenter.org. to get our guests a little bit later on a little bit mix up something has happened there we'll get her on the program in the meantime we can take some calls at 889-5252 Stu Breyer with you W-I-C-H we'll try her one more time I'll do that right on the air with you okay that of course was Ray Conniff Ray Conniff somewhere my love Somewhere my guests. One, two, oh, two. Two, three, three. 
Oops, wrong, wrong number. Okay. All right, that's uh, Somewhere My Love, Raycon of Singers, and uh, I'm going to play one more tune. If that doesn't work, we'll get to, uh, we'll get to uh, some calls, if you like, at 889-5252. So uh, stick around. Originally, we're going to talk to her at 11.15, and then she called at 11, and then we had a little mix-up on the line. So we'll have something better to do in just a few minutes. We'll get through this. In the meantime, here is Olivia Newton-John. making a connection, and uh, we now are going to talk with Natasha Lance Rogoff. Hi, Natasha. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks for having me on, Stu. It's my pleasure. I mean, what could be more interesting than a memoir like the one you've got out on your experience in Russia, bringing Sesame Street and the Muppets to Russia? I mean, did you get permission from the Sesame Street from the USA to, to bring that to Russia? How does that work? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Sesame Workshop, uh, the nonprofit mm-hmm. company, uh, they hired me. I mean, I worked for Sesame Workshop. No, so, what I meant is, uh, was it exactly like Sesame Street? Um, you know, obviously, I know you got permission, but was it a little different for Russia? Uh, the show is completely different. They have their three uh, very uh, Slavic-looking Muppets. Oh, okay. Uh, Billy Boba, who's like a giant blue... uh, Actually, he's a tree spirit, which is based on uh, Russian folklore, and he is uh, at one with nature. So he's like a giant hound-like figure, a little bit taller than Big Bird, full-body puppet, and then he has pieces of moss and fur and twigs sewn into his costume, into his coat. And then there are two other new uh, Muppets that were created for Ulitsa Sazam, 
which means Sesame Street in Russian. And uh, the show was hugely successful. It went on for 10 years. Wow, 10 years. Well I never Putin's knew that. Era. Yeah. Mm. No, so there was no Kermit or Miss Piggy didn't do that, huh? No. Um, the uh, Sesame Street, at that time, uh, the Henson uh, Productions was uh, constructing the Muppets, and they worked with the uh, Moscow creative team. Uh, we had about 400 uh, you know, creative artists uh, working on the show in Moscow, and so... They all worked together and collaborated. I mean, it seems incredible now, looking back to this time 30 years ago. But, sure. yes, we were all, you know, beautifully collaborating together, Russians, Ukrainians, Georgians, Armenians, and Americans, and uh, created a show that was just artistically absolutely brilliant, including original music and animation, live action. Uh, it was just quite an incredible time. and. You know, it's heartbreaking now seeing what's going on. Of course, on. the uh, the puppets. I assume they didn't get anything, any political stuff on the uh, that particular version, right? Well, this the, the production happened. I mean, I write about this in, in mm -hmm. Muppets in Moscow. But the um, you know the period that we were uh, bringing uh, Sesame Street to Russia and adapting it for the you know post-Soviet society. The, the country was enormous. You know, it represented one-seventh of the world's surface and mm -hmm. went across 11 time zones. And so we were creating this new show, and the idea, which was supported by Senator uh, Biden, then-Senator Biden at the time, and it had bipartisan support in order to provide some financing for the creation of Sesame Street in Russia. Um, it was a—the goal was that the Muppets would— uh, model idealistic values, you know, freedom of expression, tolerance, uh, learning how to take risks in an open society, um, learning make, making mistakes is okay, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, because uh, it was very different under communism. Um, <clears throat> so the idea was that the show would counter a more uh, uh, traditionally didactic uh, television children's television productions. Um, so that was that was the idea going in. When you said freedom uh, of expression, my eyebrows went up. Uh, I'm sure after 10 years that may have changed, huh? Oh, it's completely different. It's, as I say, it's just... No, uh, I mean when the, uh, show, when the show went off after 10 years. Where we are now. Pardon me? I mean when they, the show went off after 10 years, it must have been things like freedom of expression that got you in trouble, or what are some of the things I, I was reading about, you know, what you went through, and it's going to be all in your uh, your book, your memoir, but um, it became a very dangerous situation? It was very, at the beginning, yeah, I mean, this was just after the uh, Soviet Union had collapsed, and it was a period of extreme uh, uncertainty and um, our initial uh, sponsor was blown up in a car bombing. He, he actually survived but had was, was burned, um, severely burned. And then we had uh, broadcast partners in Moscow, uh, uh, and I, this is plural, who were assassinated. So we did a deal for the uh, to air the show, and um, it was it was absolutely horrific to see people who had been our confidants and advisors 
um, you know, people who had become my friends, uh, you know, who were uh, just gunned down as part of the the period of what was going on with the TV industry. Um, so couldn't so they, was, yeah, couldn't yeah. they just have, uh, instead of killing these people, uh, if they didn't like the show, couldn't they have just said you can't do the show anymore? I'm, I'm a little confused with that. Oh, I don't think that the, you know, this is the, the, uh, the, uh, the violence that happened mm-hmm. uh, at the TV station, I do not think directly was related to our show for political purposes. Oh, the the mm-hmm. killings that happened at that time had a great deal more to do with controlling the TV station, which controlled eyeballs. And by controlling the eyeballs, you could control the politics in the country mm-hmm. and who was going to be elected. So at the time we were there, nobody knew what was going to happen with the country. You know, was it going to be a democracy? Was it going to slip back into communism? Was it going to turn into something else, which it eventually did? Um, but, you know, we, our goal was to create a show that would, you know, bring laughter and joy to children and model, uh, you know, skills that young children would need, need in order to thrive in an open society. Um, so, you know, ultimately, when the show was taken off the air, uh, relations between Russia and the West had changed a great deal by then. Uh, this is uh, just before uh, Russia's uh, invasion of um, and takeover of Crimea. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, this was because uh, our air, our show aired in 1996. The first uh, year of the show aired in 1996, which is, you know, only uh, five years after the Soviet Empire collapsed and all these individual um, former republics became new countries like Ukraine, Armenia, Georgia. Um, but the show itself, you know, part of, part of the challenge of creating this show were the, not only the violence we had to face, uh, including our office being taken over by soldiers with AK-47s who stole our Elmo puppet, um, they took Elmo, also, so you did have an Elmo. They took yeah. Elmo. Well, that's, Elmo, life-size Elmo, who was our mascot. Was there a particular reason why they stole it? Did they think that uh, that particular puppet was uh, unpatriotic to them or something? <laughs> no, I think, they I just think stole whoever... It. I think the soldier who stole it probably was like, this will be cool, I'll give this to my kid. Um, but mm. yeah, no, they confiscated all of our scripts and... Uh, equipment and everything and locked it into this uh, room, which we were on the 11th floor of Russia's largest TV station, which was the executive floor. And, um, you know, it was basically a takeover of the executive floor, and we were in the crosshairs of a big battle to control the TV station. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, these are a, a lot of these events that happened that are, you know, that I describe in the book were totally random. Um but it was also the, uh, you know, we faced enormous cultural clashes in terms of adapting the show uh, to, you know, post-Soviet society because they had lived with communism for 70 years. And a lot of the progressive ideas that Sesame Street embraces uh, were very different from, uh, you know, what was traditional communist ideology, um, in particular, the individualism of uh, a 
of um, an open society. You know, you as an individual have free freedom of expression, and you, you know, find your own self-actualization and all these kinds of things. So there were a lot of uh, areas that were uh, challenging, you know, including uh, trying to develop um, uh, scenarios that would teach about how this new free market works. So, you know, when we suggested uh, as part of a uh, curriculum uh, workshop where we were talking about what was going to be the content for the show, um, you know, I had at some point raised my hand and said, well, what about a scenario where children run a lemonade stand? Mm. And the reaction to that was just horror. Like, you know, the only people that sell uh, things on the streets and make a profit are, you know, the mafia and criminals. And that was true, you know, under communism, that independent commerce was illegal. And so, uh, you know, we ha- in thinking about what, the sh- what kinds of scenarios, what kind of stories uh, we would be writing for Sesame Street in Russia, um, you know, we had to take into consideration with our 45 writers, local writers, you know, what, how are we going to broach new ideas in this new society? Before you put on a show, uh, Natasha, did the, the uh, higher-up screen all the, uh, the, uh, the words that you were going to use, or did they trust you in the beginning to just go with it? Not at all. I mean, we were, our team was a, it was really like um, the early years of Sesame Street in the U.S. We had a very close uh, multi-ethnic multinational team working together to create a show for new Russia. And it's hard today when looking at the the time we're in where, you know, Putin now controls Mm -hmm. all mass media, all television, and every independent TV station uh, and radio station and print has been shut down. They've been crushed, imprisoned, uh, you know, beat up. So at that time, it wasn't like that. We came in right after the Soviet Union collapsed. Boris Yeltsin was the president. president. Uh, this was 1993 is uh, when I arrived for Sesame Street. And uh, this, the atmosphere was completely different in that um, uh, the television station was very decentralized. So we did not have anybody uh, overseeing us essentially, and um, we were basically producing the show independently because we didn't even have a partner. Uh, a, a, you know, we had uh, the Russian Ministry of Education invited us to come and work in the country, and we got visas and everything, but there was nobody in the TV station uh, overseeing us. Mm-hmm. We were an independent group of TV professionals and artists working together to create this new show that we hoped would transform uh, the lives of millions of children across 11 time zones. So I, I bet you even Boris watched it, huh? What do you think? Boris you Yeltsin? Boris Yeltsin? Mm. <laughs> I would think so, yes. He seemed like a, a more gentler version than some of the things we're seeing now, uh, just knowing about him just a, a little bit. So there were times, Natasha, that um, you obviously felt your life was in jeopardy? 
I was too, a little too close to the fire on multiple mm-hmm. occasions, uh, but I think I was too naive and perhaps, you know, young and perceiving myself as immortal to really understand what was going on. In hindsight now, if, if any of my children did what I did, mm-hmm. I, would be, I would be, you know, like having conniptions. But um, no, I was, I was very, uh, by the time... The, after the first uh, sponsor, the first the first sponsor that we had, when his car was blown up, oh, you know, God. I had been in that car three weeks earlier, and that just was scary. I mean, I just was like, wow, that's, you know, and, and after that happened, I made a decision that I would not ride in the cars of any oligarchs again. So when, when people, you know different people with their drivers would offer to pick me up from the hotel where I was working out of, um, you know, in the morning to before going to the studio. And I just was like, no, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll take our own car. Thank you. So after the uh, sponsor's car was blown up, did, did, was it hard to get any other sponsors after that? Uh, it, it, we did not have a sponsor for, for another, um, year oh. I think let's see 1993 94 mm-hmm. yeah it took a year another year to find another sponsor I would have hated to be the salesperson going around on that one that uh, must have been tough well there's a lot of stories in there about you know taking our our little uh, Sesame Street pitch around to all kinds of people in in mm-hmm. Russia some people we probably should not have been talking to but the, you know as if you know as you see in the book it's it's uh, there's some pretty uh, uh, frightening, but also hilarious uh, stories in there about meeting various people to try to get the show financed and find a partner. It's called the unexpected, crazy, true story of making Sesame Street in Russia, and we're just getting a, a little uh, taste of it with you now. So uh, you did have Elmo. Well, you had him for a little while. And some of the other characters that we're familiar with. Yes. Uh, the Ulitsa Sazam, which means Sesame Street in Russian, uh, had um, included about 40% dubbed material, and that was uh, Muppet segments with Bert and Ernie that were dubbed into Russian, mm. and Ernie's voice sounds exactly like the American Ernie voice, but in Russian, which was surreal. And um, so we had the uh, several of the um, American uh, Muppets, Muppets from the American show, and then uh, the three new original Muppets, um, and we had 60% of the show that was originally produced in Moscow, which included the neighborhood. So the entire uh, neighborhood studio segments uh, section was all shot in Russia in ORT, which is Russia's uh, largest mm-hmm. TV station, where all of Putin's propaganda is still spewed out of today. I had Big Bird on the show. He was he was wonderful. So, um, but you didn't have Big Bird in uh, Russia. Didn't Carol you? Spinney was such a wonderful yeah, Carol guy. Carol Spinney was on our show. Yeah, he. Um, no, we did not. Uh, most of the international co-productions uh, of Sesame Street don't include a Big Bird, and um, but mm-hmm. they do have you know Cookie Monster, Oscar the Grouch, Bert and Ernie, and. A bevy of others. But not my favorite Kermit. Nope. Nope. Okay, well, that's all right. So I I wouldn't have watched it without Kermit. So um, 
This is an amazing story, and uh, I'm sure you we're going to find in your memoir lots of other things that you went through. Have you ever thought of bringing uh, Sesame Street to another country that is a lot safer than Russia? Well, I, I was a producer on Plaza Sesamo, which is, uh, you know, the Spanish-language show that was shot in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually got my training from uh, producing that show first. So I did work in Mexico, which was a great deal more stable than Russia was at that time. I'm pretty sure it was. So um, these puppets were made specifically, some of them, for your your Russian show. Is the uh, sense of humor in Russian different from our sense of humor? I mean, there's some things that uh, Sesame Street could say here in this country, but you could never say that kind of joke in Russia. I would say, you know, during this period, it was, as as I said before, it was a very open period mm-hmm. where we didn't feel that we were uh, censored in any way by uh, some higher-ups at all. I mean, it was an extremely brief period of time in Russia when it opened up before it shut down again. And, of course, this is a society filled with some of the most brilliant, creative artistically yeah. genius people. Mm-hmm. So what the you know what was being created was a very um, Russian production that reflected their own uh, culture and values. Um, and when you ask about humor, the humor was very different. You know, a great deal of um, uh, comedy in the U.S. for children at that time and on Sesame Street as well um, was slapstick. And, you know, Sesame Street is famous for writing uh, scripts on two levels. One level that entertains the parents, uh, that, you know, with uh, jokes that children, very young children, won't understand, that often riff on popular culture. And on the other, um, other hand, you know, there's enough humor for the children that they can under, that they get too. You know, it's written for that level as well. And we try to, um, uh, instruct the Russians uh, that we were working with how to do that, you know, how to write these so- short, you know, very funny, tight segments. Um, and we did face some some challenges where the, the, the idea of what was funny was different. Uh, an example of that is um, Oscar the Grouch. Hmm. Uh, they didn't quite understand this character, and one of the writers said, you know, I don't Someone like, uh, what is Oscar the Grouch? He's a nonconformist. He's like a punk, like somebody who's a punk, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> punk rock guy. And he goes, she says, and this was sort of a joke, but she goes, you know, uh, Oscar the Grouch would be put in prison if he lived in Soviet Russia. Well, they didn't have any grouches so, in Russia? <laughs> I, I think it was just his individualism yeah, that was so. rubbing, rubbing the culture the wrong way. But the, um, you know, in terms of humor, too, the, um, a lot of the humor was, was much more uh, uh, wordplay and abstract kind of comedy. Um, so it was, it was different. Well, I'm so glad you're in this country now, and you're doing uh, American TV producing. Are you still doing that? Uh? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. No, I came back after I finished the... Um, Mm-hmm. the uh, uh, Russian series and 
uh, worked in children's television for, you know, the next 15 years making uh, shows. Um, the last one I did was called Kick and Nutrition, which was a musical comedy cooking show for kids about healthy eating. Oh, and, great, uh, great, yeah. Yeah. Well, Natasha, it's a pleasure to speak with you. I mean, everybody's going to look forward to seeing your memoir on this book because uh, obviously it's quite detailed on some of the things that you talked about. And I assume that uh, we can get it everywhere? Yeah. No, it's available on Amazon, Muppets in Moscow. And um, if anybody wants to reach me, they can contact me on my website, which is just my name, uh, com, And it's in indie bookstores. So, uh, or ask your indie bookstore. So, thank you so much, Stu, for for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Do they, do they sell this book in Russia? Do you know? No, they don't. <laughs> no. And part of that is because we have sanctions in place, and um, there really isn't a way to yeah. do business there right now. But we've had a couple people who've approached us, and, you know, uh, my feeling is, uh, you know, this war will end. All wars end. And right now it's, you know, I'd say seeing where we were then and how much was accomplished in the, um, you know, the period just after the Soviet Union fell, it's just tragic. It's just yeah. heartbreaking to see where, what Russia is doing in Ukraine. Um, but I... I am. I do get some solace from thinking about the more than a million people who've walked out of Russia already because they don't want to fight in the war and they don't support the war. And I know that those people grew up on Ulitsa Sazam. They grew up watching Bert and Ernie mm-hmm. and the Slavic Muppets. Brought them some joy. Uh, brought them some joy, for sure. Brought them some joy. And it's the same for the Ukrainians on the other side, too, because mm-hmm. they also grew up with Ulitsa Sazam and I've been trying to find out if Zelensky watched the show, too. I mean, he is a great man. It is it is just amazing to watch him and uh, wish him safety and the end of the war. So how do you pronounce it again? Ulitsa Sazam? Ulitsa, Ulitsa Sazam. Sazam. Sesame Street in Russia. It's a pleasure to speak with you. I wish you a lot of luck with your endeavors, and uh, this is one memoir I think everybody's going to want to read. Thank you so much, Stu, and uh, Happy New Year. You too, Natasha. Stay well. Thanks. Bye. Natasha, Muppets in Moscow. What an adventure that was. Natasha Lance Rogoff discussing her memoir, Muppets in Moscow, The Unexpected Crazy True Story, of making Sesame Street in Russia. It's kind of sad when you hear the story because there was a time when um, things were much better in Russia. Of course, never really as good as this country, but uh, what a wonderful world it would be if it wasn't for some people, huh? Anyway, that's a great experience, and I'm sure she made a lot of Russian kids very happy with that show. Hi, WICH. Hi, Stu. Hi. Um, I was listening this morning, and I wanted to go back to something. Um, uh, the city manager of Norwich um, was supposed to retire at the end of the year of 2022. Mm-hmm. But um, the council members, uh, uh, I guess they were 
Democrats outnumbered the Republicans to keep him on with um, extra pay and benefits to stay because he's doing such a great job. So that's correct. Yes, that's why he's still there. Mm-hmm. No, he's so a good man. I just I... want to chime in on that and. You know, that was a nice interview that you had with that person. And seeing it's all about the people. The people feel a lot differently um, in respects to leadership and uh, dictatorship. And um, you could all have fun. That's all people, I think, want to have is just to uh, have their livelihood, you know? Yeah, absolutely right. And we, uh, you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and say, you know, it's not perfect in this country, but I'm sure glad I'm here. When you think of what's going on with dictators around the world, so um, exactly, I agree. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you. Hi, welcome to our program. Thank you. Um, I am hoping to make an announcement. You certainly can. Okay, thank you. And this is for the taste of Poland and. That's at the Divine Providence Church Hall, uh, which is located on the corner of Golden and Silver Streets, and that is in the uh, Greenville section of Norwich. And it's going to be tomorrow, 5 to 7. You eat in or take out. And the menu is the usual pierogi, gomki, potato pancakes, kielbasa sandwich with sauerkraut, and their Polish pasta which consists of noodles, kielbasa, and bacon. And they'll have cream puffs and babka. And all the food is homemade. Well, you, I don't know how anybody could resist that. <laughs> okay, so once again, Divine Providence Church, Taste of Poland, and 5 to 7 Friday. 5 to Eat 7 on Friday. All right, okay. tomorrow. Thanks <laughs> so much for allowing me Advertise. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. I love Polish food. Mm. Klumpkis and pierogies and... I got really sad talking to her. It's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things to get sad about when you think about what Putin is doing today in Russia. And all people want is their freedom of speech. They want to have a little fun. Amazing. Just amazing. Anyway, the uh, sounds like a great memoir. You may want to check it out. You can probably get it anywhere, or you can order it at bookstores, and all of that. All right, I'm glad we got her. I thought for a minute we weren't going to get her on the show. There was a little miscommunication there on the time, but hey, that's life, right? This portion of our program is an open topic, and the number is 889-5252. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. So do you think chocolate is uh, romantic? Could be. Willamantic Chocolate Festival returns after the pandemic. Uh, you, you know, they have so many things were not... Uh, around because of the pandemic, but now it's coming back for February 11th, just before Valentine's Day. One of the town's most unique traditions, the romantic Willimantic Chocolate Festival, will be held next month for the first time since 2020. The event, which celebrates Valentine's Day, was canceled 
for two years due to you-know-what. It'll be held February 11th. It's a good tradition, Wyndham Mayor Thomas DeVito said. I've never met anyone who doesn't really like chocolate. Is there anybody out there that doesn't like chocolate? The problem with me is I could go through a whole box of chocolate, so I try to avoid it if I can. The event is being organized by Willimantic Renaissance, a nonprofit in collaboration with the Wyndham Recreation Department. In addition to the Chocolate Festival, the town honors one of more community activists as the romantic Willimantic Cupid, or Cupids during the ceremony of Valentine's Day. The festival will include a stupid Cupid urban scramble race, a chocolate chip stroll, cake baking contest, sweetheart dance, lots more. It's unique. Gene Samet is the uh, organizer referring to the festival. This is very Willimantic. Even the frog there, as you go in, will probably be there. Participants dress up for the race. It's a fun, laid-back race. We need that stuff. During the chocolate chip stroll, community members are served chocolate treats for free at Willimantic businesses. You had me at chocolate. Welcome to the program. Hi, good morning. Good morning to you. Hello. Hello there, sir. Hi. Hello. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Stu. Yes. Oh, I can barely hear you. Uh, I don't know why I got all my, um, I was going to call it pots, but I can't say pot. I've got oh, my pot up. <laughs> maybe because I'm in my car. I'm sitting here waiting to get my cat in the vet. Oh, your cat's uh, in the vet. Okay, I'm waiting for Yeah. yeah. Uh, no complaints today. I just want to say one thing. Sure. Uh, I've been listening to you since you first came on. Since 1920? Yes. Mm-hmm. How did you know? Yes, you did. I figured it and out. And I got one thing to say. You are such a nice, kind person. Well, thank you. And uh, when I turn that radio on and knowledge and I hear your voice, it, it, it makes me very comfortable. Well, those are very kind words, and I appreciate it. Oh, you're the best, too. Now, what's the matter with your cat? Oh, it's got all kinds of fur balls that are knotted up, and it's pulling, and it's uh, making it very uncomfortable. It hurts the cat. You know, the cat's never been outside, ever. And Mm -hmm. I bring it to this place in uh, Baltic, and the lady shampoos it, clips the nails. No, not declaws it, just, you know, unsharpens them there, because it never goes outside. And uh, makes it look like a lion. It's a very furry cat, and and the fur balls up. I see. They, they call it a rag doll cat. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes it really uncomfortable. I can imagine how uncomfortable it's that must you be know, for the cat. And I, I try and help it out a little bit, but it hurts, you know. So I bring her up here a couple times a year, and they shave her down, and uh, she's nice and comfortable. How how old's your cat? Uh, she's about six years old. Oh, not even middle age. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I figured I'd get that in there, Stu. Thank you, sir. And, uh, I appreciate it. All right. Have the a, best. Have a great day. Bye, Stu. Thanks. Hello. Welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hello, Sue. Hey, you know I heard something about all those immigrants coming and being put up into fancy Manhattan hotels at $500 a day on taxpayers' money. And you know what? Because what? they're foreign, they do not want to eat the American food provided for him, and a whistleblower janitor in the Manhattan Hotel said, 
one ton of American food unopened from the packages is thrown in the garbage. They're not even eating it. Oh they're my. buying hot, well, they're trying to get hot plates and cook their own stuff. Well, each one wants their own kind of food that they're used to, and they don't want to eat American food. Well, but they want to live in America, huh? They want to live in America. They want to take all the freebies. Uh, but think, here's everybody scrimping to get by all of the American taxpayers and Joe Biden, who was complimented, I heard it, um, by Obrador down in Mexico. You are the first American president that has not built a wall and let the border be open. He was complimenting him. Well, I mean, that's a lot of malarkey. I, I know. It, it's disgusting. And, you know, Larry was right. I heard Joe Biden at a news conference just a little while ago when they asked him, Peter Ducey asked him about the, the documents in his garage. Oh, wow. They weren't just in my garage. My Corvette is in my garage, and my garage is locked. But I also heard afterwards they found some in his library and yeah they are looking in his home but what people don't understand he was the vice president when he had these documents from 2013 on up he had no right to them only a president has right to you know classified documents and he had them all over his house and everywhere so Everybody cheering on Joe Biden, who is destroying our country, needs to know he broke the law, literally, because he only a president can declassify a document. Well, there's always ways no. to get around these things, obviously. But thanks, Sue. I'm getting close to the news. Hey, are you having anyone next next um, no. hour? Well, you know, after the no, uh, it's it's uh, me and the world. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I got some fun stuff to talk about. All right, see you then. Okay. Bye. Hi, WICH, welcome. Hi. Hi there. So did you hear where the other documents were found? Was that in his garage? In his garage, mm -hmm. in his main house. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting to me that they found something in the office of Biden Penn. And then they wait two months to go through the garage to find them. Well, you know, you know, you know what goes on. It's um, they didn't want to do anything before the midterms, and uh, it's political and stuff. Christmas and before New Year's, mm -hmm. but they did it before Martin Luther King Day. Wow, you know, um, they took two months to get over and check in his garage, and we don't know, you know, in his hundred and something visits to Delaware, who he's met with. That information has has not been has not been released to anybody. Well don't get aggravated because uh, you know the you know the situation. It's kind of a one sided situation yeah. and uh, both Trump and Biden were probably wrong. I don't know the, the logistics and the real uh, scoop on what you can take and what can't you take and how Important one thing is and not another, but it's very confusing. No, it, def it definitely is. It just, you know, um, 
I don't know. All right. I guess it's better than it being found in that office that Biden mm-hmm. was sharing with his son and the CCP guy. But All right. Have a good lunch. Got to get ready for news. Thank you. Okay. Who said that every wish would be heard and answered? He's my favorite, Kermit the Prague, the Frog. I have a statue of Kermit in my room. Seriously, I do. Thought of that, and someone believed it. Look what it's done so far. What's so amazing that keeps us stargazing? And what do we think we might see? Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection. The lovers, the dreamers, and me. All right, we wish you all beautiful rainbows. We're going to get to the news at noon, and then lunchtime oldies. Let's have some fun with that. 1 to 2 open forum, WICHAM 1310 Norwich, 94.5 FM, W233DB in Norwich. Currently, we're up to 39 degrees. It's news time. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Rising consumer prices in the U.S. moderated again last month. And that will bolster hopes that inflation's grip on the economy will continue to ease this year and possibly require less drastic action by the Federal Reserve to control it. Inflation eased to 6.5% in December compared with 12 months earlier. California has been hit by seven storms since the end of December, and two more slightly weaker ones are expected before the state gets a reprieve. Cleanup and repair in California as rain eased in many areas. Suzanne Toby describes what it was like in Montecito. It's like just living in the waterfall. It's just really pretty horrific. At least 18 deaths have been tied to the storms that began hitting the state late last month. Lindsay Doan's son Kyle vanished after their vehicle was swamped near San Miguel. He came to me and I was able to grab onto him, but the current was pushing my arm around the tree. Their hands slipped. And his last words to me was, Mom, it's okay, just be calm. I'm Ben Thomas. Also at townhall.com, local Republican leaders in New York continue to call for the immediate resignation of their new GOP congressman, George Santos who's facing multiple investigations by prosecutors over his personal and campaign finances. Republican Dan Clavin is the supervisor in Hempstead, New York. It's time to get out. You know what? You see a unified voice here. You know what? He's unified the country in their opposition to him. He's a national joke. He's an international joke. But this joke's got to go. And it's on us calling him for to resign immediately. Despite the calls, Santos has so far refused to step down. More at townhall.com. You know that your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to. At Key City Capital, we know that as well and would like you to know about investments we believe can make sense in an inflationary environment. For more details, check us out at keycitycapital.com. Key City offers passive investments in cash-flowing real estate that can help offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. When prices rise, more couples and families further delay home ownership. Key City Capital owns thousands of rental units with attractive prospects for income 
and appreciation as more and more renters apply to live in their communities. Let the team at Key City Capital grow your wealth and diversify your investment portfolio. Connect with them today at keycitycapital.com or call 817-912-1569, 817-912-1569. Again, that's keycitycapital.com or call 817-912-1569, 817-912-1569. Japan and South Korea have defended their decisions to place restrictions on travelers from China after China responded to a new visa ban for both countries. South Korea's foreign minister said China's move to stop issuing short-term visas to South Koreans was significantly regrettable. Japan's cabinet secretary has said China's decision to also restrict visas to Japanese nationals was because of a reason that is not related to COVID-19 measures. South Korea has stopped issuing most short-term visas at its consulates in China and requires travelers from Chinese territory to test before arrival. South Korean officials have confirmed that since January the 2nd, about 17% of travellers from China have tested positive. I'm Karen Chamas. And the European Union's highest court says travellers whose package vacation tours were ruined by the imposition of restrictions to combat the pandemic may be entitled to at least a partial refund. Breaking news at townhall.com. Some much-needed good news for FTX customers. During a bankruptcy hearing in Delaware on Wednesday, attorneys said the crypto exchange has recovered $5 billion of liquid assets. FTX customers are owed at least $8 billion after the trading platform collapsed last year. The asset seizure is in connection with the ongoing prosecution of former CEO and co-founder Sam Bankman-Fried. Tasha Stevens reporting. And a South Korean solar panel maker says... It will invest more than $2.5 billion in two Georgia factories, the Q-Cells unit of Hanwha Solutions, who build a new 2,000-worker factory and hire 500 more workers for a third phase of an existing factory. A new tax law last year provides incentives for companies to build such components in the U.S. Q-Cells projecting it will supply about 30% of total U.S. solar panel demand by 2027. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. They're all back again on Stu's Lunchtime Oldies from WICH AM 
I said the great Ray Charles, right? All right. Anything you'd like to say? It's our lunchtime oldies.
Six things I'd like to say. WICH with Stu. Uh, what do you say? The Beatles say, say good things today, and then you can think about them later, huh? Things we really said today. You say you will love me if I have to go. You be thinking of me somehow. I will know. Someday when I'm lonely, wishing you weren't so far away, then I will remember things we said today. You say you'll be mine, girl, till the end of time. These days such a kind girl seems so hard to find. Someday when we're dreaming Deep in love, not a lot to say Then we will remember Things we said today Me, I'm just the lucky kind Love to hear you say that love is love And though we may be blind Love is here to stay And that's enough to make you mine, girl, be the only one. Love me all the time, girl, we'll go on and on. Someday when we're dreaming, deep in love, not a lot to say, then we will remember things we said today. Just a lucky kind Love to hear you say that love is love Though we may be blind Love is here to stay And that's enough to make you mine Girl, be the only one Love me all the time Girl, we'll go Then we will remember things we said today. Do you ever say to yourself, why did I say that? Well, we're human. It just happens. This is a song by Tommy James and the Shondells from 1966. It's called Say I Am. You certainly are. Say I am. Ah. Well, I've been looking for a definite man, 
looking for a hugging man, a hugging man say, say I am. If you're looking for a kissing man, a kissing man say, say I am. If you're looking for a Tommy James and the Shondells say I am, and here's a song called I Am, I Said, <laughs> with Neil Diamond, one of his great songs. Looking in the mirror, trying to figure it all out, huh? It is fine, the sun shines most of the time. Feeling is laid back. Palm trees grow and rents are low, but you know, keep thinking about making my way back. Well, I'm New York City, born and raised, but nowadays I'm lost between two shores. LA's fine, but it ain't home. York's home, but it ain't mine no more. I am myself to no one there, and no one heard at all, not even the chair. I am, I cried. Came one. Well, except for the names and a few other changes, if you talk about me, the story's the same one. But I got an emptiness deep inside, and I've tried, but it won't let me go. I'm not a man who likes to swear But I never cared for the sound of being alone I am myself To no one there And no one heard at all Not even the chair I cried I am said I and I am lost and I can't even say why 
I am, and that's a good start, right? Wasn't a great songwriter, singer, uh, Neil Diamond, and uh, one of his classics. He wrote a lot of them. WICH weather from meteorologist Scott Haney in the Channel 3 Early Morning Forecast Center. Cloudy, flurry, spotty, light rain. Possible rain showers become likely during the afternoon. It certainly looks like it. Milder highs will get to about 48 today. Then tonight's rain coverage and intensity Ramp up tonight. Temperatures rise, too. Friday rain, heavy at times. Uh, isolated thunderstorm can't be ruled out. Can I rule that out? No. I, and then partial afternoon clearing and breezy. High in the uh, 50s and then cooling off toward evening. So that's what we've got at the moment. It's currently uh, 39 degrees at WICHAM and FM. Dreaming of a new car, a new home? A little money management can go a long way to help make those dreams a reality. And at Scient Federal Credit Union, we make money management easier. At Scient Federal Credit Union, you will be treated as a member, not just a number. We are committed to improving our members' lives with creative financial solutions. Our helpful, responsive, and knowledgeable people are here to help you realize your dreams. Visit our website to find out how you can receive customized product and resource recommendations for a whole host of important financial decisions like buying a home, how to save more money, preparing for retirement, paying off debt, and so much more. From day-to-day dealings to long-term planning, Scient Federal Credit Union is your solutions provider, no matter your financial status. We make money management easier. Contact us to see if you qualify for membership. 877-860-MYCU or scientfcu.org. Federally insured by the NCUA. Scient Federal Credit Union. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. On Wednesday, January 18th, join Dane Rue at the LaGrua Center in Stonington to learn about the history of the Slater Museum and the story of its collection. As museum director, Dane will take audiences into the vault and share exclusive behind-the-scenes photos and pieces that are currently hidden from public view. This free lecture is open to all and is sponsored by the Connecticut Humanities. LaGrua Center is a cultural jam located in Stonington Borough, presenting concerts, art, and speakers to all in the community. You can find more information about this event and other programs at lagruacenter.org. Stu Breyer with a lunchtime oldie break. What's cooking today? What are you having for lunch? Hmm? Want to trade? I had a tuna. That was all right. So uh, I got stuck on the word say after I played What I Say by Ray Charles. It's an interesting word. You think about it, it's the English language is so interesting how some things mean one thing and the same word means another. Well, here's another say song. We were very happy. Well, at least I thought we were. Can somebody tell me what's got him down? A house, a home, a family, and a man that loves her so. Who'd believe she'd leave us to join the burlesque show? Say, has anybody seen my sweet gypsy rose? Here's a picture when she was my sweet Mary Jo. Now she's got rings on her fingers and bells on her toes. 
New Orleans In the smoke-filled honky-tonk They call the land of dreams Oh, here she comes a-strutting In her birthday clothes Say, has anybody seen my Sweet Gypsy Rose? Oh, baby, 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 baby Won't you come home? Every night we kiss your picture Oh, Rose, one night the lights go dim And the crowd goes home That's the day you wake up And you find you're all alone So let's say goodbye to Gypsy Hello, Mary Jo Say, has anybody seen my sweet Gypsy Rose? last seen at an undress rehearsal. Tony Orlando. Our little Tony. So here's a song about a gentleman who spots a lovely lady and uh, uses the term say you over there. I don't know if that's the right approach, but here's Ronnie Dove.
scared her away there. Ronnie Dove, say you, over there. It's better than hey you. People don't like that hey you. The say you is a lot better. Here's Dusty Springfield. You don't have to say you love me. Can't hurt. As long as you're close at hand. This was a classic by Dusty. When I said I needed you, you said you would always stay. It wasn't me who changed but you, and now you've gone away. Don't you see the night? Do you believe her? I, yeah, Dusty Springfield, great song by her, was a number one hit, and I think it's uh, most folks would prefer to have somebody say that uh, they love you. Here's Fleetwood Mac. Right. 
Big Mac. I haven't had one of those in a while, huh? They're still big. 25 to 1, Stu Breyer with you. If you're going to say something, uh, try not to say anything bad, because the cookies are here. Don't say nothing bad about my baby.
cute little cookies on WICH with Stu. Uh, yes, what do you say? Uh, want another one? <laughs> Here's Lionel Richie. Say you, say me. I don't understand that one either.
what to say after that. Uh, Lionel Richie with Stu. When I first got into radio, people would say, what do you do for a living? And I said, well, I'm on the radio. And they, first thing they would say all the time, say something funny. It was amazing. That was it. You're on the, oh, say something funny. Well, here's a song called Say Something Funny, Patty Duke. 1965, kind of a popular song for her. Everyone is watching us. While the crowd is watching us Please don't give our secret away Say something funny to me Make me laugh so they won't see How much it hurts Duke, what a marvelous actress she was, and good singer, had her own television show. Let's kind of wrap up this uh, say, say, say deal here. I don't even know how I got into it, but it's interesting that we have so many songs. Here's Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Close out this medley on WICH Lunchtime Oldies. All right, boys, what do you say? I love you 
say all right we leave you with please think before you speak and uh, say something nice because on the other side of the coin well you have a song like this to close it out <laughs> Jim Dolce hello I'm a Giuseppe I got Giuseppe. special for you ready uno two three quattro when I was a boy just about the eighth grade mama used to say don't stay out the late With the bad boys Always shoot the pool Giuseppe going to flunk a school Boy, it make me sick All the thing I gotta do I can't get the no kicks I always got to follow rules Boy, it make me sick Just to make the lousy bucks Got to feel like a fool And the mama used to say all the time What's the matter, you? Hey, gotta no respect What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. Ah, shut up your face. That's my mom, I can remember. Big accordion solo. Gonna be a bigger star Then they make a TV shows and the movies Get myself a new car But still I be myself I don't want to change a thing Still a dance and a sing I think about the mama She used to say What's the matter you? Hey, God no respect What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's a not so bad It's a nicer place I shut up your face What's the matter, you? Hey, God, no respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up your face. That's my mom. Hello, everybody. That's out there on the radio on the TV land. Did you know I had to pick a hit the song in Italy with this? Shut up your face. I sing this song, all of my fans applaud, they clap their hands. But they make me feel so good. You ought to learn that this is a song, it's a real simple. See, I sing, what's the matter you? You sing, hey. Then I sing it the rest. And then at the end, we can all sing, ah, shut up, you face. Okay, let's try it, really. Uno, two, three, one. What's the matter you? Hey. God, no respect. Hey. What do you think you do? Hey. Why you look so sad?
do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's not so bad. It's a nice place. I shall have your face. Hey, a little respect there, Jim Dolce. I haven't heard that since I had hair. WYCH weather, light rain today. Rain showers likely during the afternoon and evening. Milder. We get about 48 degrees. Rain uh, could get heavy tonight. And Friday, rain heavy at times, isolated thunderstorm. Then partial afternoon clearing. It'll be in the 50s, then in the 40s in the evening. Saturday looks good. Mix of sun and clouds and cooler, 39. Current temp is 39. Coming up, one of the sweetest melodies you'll ever hear. This is Nick Kaplinson of Dime Bank. Are you looking for the perfect New Year's resolution? Discover what makes community banking better at Dime with 14 locations throughout Connecticut and Westerly, Rhode Island, including our newest branch in Vernon, Connecticut. If you're suffering from the big bank blues that place profits and shareholders first, Dime is welcoming new customers who've had enough. It's your choice, your bank, your Dime. Dime Bank. Community banking lives here, Member FDIC now open in Vernon. Falvey's, you're gonna love it. The new year is here. Falvey's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram has you covered with our Start Something New sales event going on now. Let us help you make 2023 your best year yet. You work hard, you deserve it. Falvey's will help you have the best car buying experience. Falvey's has a great selection of models in stock ready for immediate delivery. Falvey's has one of the largest selections of new vehicles to choose from, including the all-new plug-in hybrid 4XE Grand Cherokee and Wrangler. Save big during our Start something new sales event located on route 32 in norwich just down the street from mohegan sun or visit us online at falvies.com in the comfort of your own home where you can easily custom order to meet your needs in the center of it all serving southeastern connecticut and beyond since 1932 no matter what direction you're coming from all roads lead to falvies hi this is tj falvey stop by today and experience the falvey's difference do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. There are so many beautiful melodies in music and uh, all types of music. But there's one that you never get tired of. It's just, uh, it's been recorded many different ways. And every time you hear, no matter who's singing it, the melody, it makes you smile. So let's play it. It's called the Vian Rose. Pretend you're in Italy with Connie Francis.
calling that? But you don't have to go to Italy to hear it. Uh, my, my buddy Ted reminded me that's uh, that's a French song. Hmm? You can see I didn't do very well in French, but uh, not bad. La Vie en Rose. What a terrific melody that is, huh? So Connie gave you a little bit of both. She gave you the uh, French language, and she also um, did a little bit of English. And there you have one of the great songs, in my opinion, of all time. There you go. Hey, we had a few more minutes before we get to uh, news and then our Anything Goes portion of the program, which means we can talk about anything, play a little uh, comedy routines. We've got a lot of them. And uh, we'll just do a little bit of uh, everything. Hope you'll enjoy it. That'll be coming up right after the news. In the meantime, it's an unusual song called Mockingbird. Carly Simon, who was married to James Taylor, recorded it together. It was the second time it was a hit by different people. Here's uh, Carly's and James' version. the original version of that song by Inez Fox. They're all pretty good. Birds alone and get into the news. Your personality radio WICH AM and FM, 30.5 FM. 
W233DB in Norwich. Anything goes next hour. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Calls are growing in Congress for a probe into potentially classified documents held by Joe Biden after he served as vice president. Bob Agnew reports. Calls are coming now from both ends of the Capitol and from both parties for more information about the classified documents. Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Democrat Mark Warner is calling for Congress to be briefed on the matter. In the House, an investigation has already been launched by Congressman James Cormer, Chairman of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. Biden's attorneys have said they found the Obama-Biden-era documents in an office used by Biden between his White House stints at the Penn-Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. Bob Agner reporting. And this update. The president acknowledging that a document with classified markings from his time as vice president, also found in his personal library at his home in Wilmington, Delaware, along with other documents found in his garage, days after the first documents were found. Attorney General Merrick Garland will speak on the situation this hour. Also at townhall.com, rising consumer prices are easing. Inflation does appear to be retreating now, and that's a welcome sign. Mark Hamrick is the senior economic analyst at Bankrate.com after the government reported inflation slowed to 6.5% in December compared with 12 months ago. The main contributor to the decline here is something that consumers absolutely rejoice about, drivers in particular, and that's gasoline prices. But we're still seeing some upward pressure coming uh, from food prices as well as the measure for shelter or housing. And that means the Fed will most likely raise its benchmark rate by at least a quarter point when it meets at the end of this month. I'm Shelley Adler. And on Wall Street, the Dow had 283 points, the Nasdaq up 67. More at townhall.com. You know that your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to. At Key City Capital, we know that as well and would like you to know about investments we believe can make sense in an inflationary environment. For more details, check us out at keycitycapital.com. Key City offers passive investments in cash-flowing real estate that can help offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. When prices rise, more couples and families further delay home ownership. Key City Capital owns thousands of rental units with attractive prospects for income and appreciation as more and more renters apply to live in their communities. Let the team at Key City Capital grow your wealth and diversify your investment portfolio. Connect with them today at keycitycapital.com or call 817-912-1569, 817-912-1569. Again, that's keycitycapital.com or call 817-912-1569, 817-912-1569. On Wednesday, surgeons removed a cancerous lesion above First Lady Jill Biden's right eye and one on her chest, while a third lesion on her left eyelid was being examined. Basal cell carcinoma, the most curable form of skin cancer. Apparently, the public is not tired of Prince Harry. Sales of his book Spare have rocketed. Penguin Random House, the publisher of Prince Harry's tell-all memoir, has announced that sales have topped 1.4 million copies in its first day. The pace of sales outdid Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, who needed a week to reach 1.4 million when it was released in 2018. The sales figures include hardcover, audiobook and e-book editions sold in the US, Canada and the United Kingdom. 
The book, entitled Spare, is an extremely personal account of Harry's life in the royal family and his relationship with his wife Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex. Karen Chamas, London. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. Glassdoor releases its list of the top 10 best places to work this year. Number one is tech company Gainsight. Google comes in at eight. Six of the top 10 are tech companies. In-N-Out Burger is the only restaurant on the list. It came in at number 10. Also interesting to note, Apple and Meta both fell out of the top 10 for the first time in a decade. It's the first time since the list was created in 2009 that Apple did not appear in the top 10. Meta has been on the list since 2011. Tasha Stevens reporting. An industry group says China's auto sales rose 9.5% in 2022 as electric vehicle purchases nearly doubled, but demand slumped in December. For shattering weaker growth this year, auto sales fell 6.7% in December. Under pressure from antivirus restrictions that kept millions of people at home in China. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. And I mean that sincerely. I think I'll write a book. I know Prince Harry. Maybe it'll sell a million copies. Well, whatever you think of him, he's rolling in the dough. People like that juicy gossip, huh? Hey, I only bought 10 books. Hey, I'm not going to get into that. Kidding, I really don't have any uh, desire. I, I know that you'll hear excerpts from the book for the next few weeks anyway. So, it's an open forum. Glad you can join us, and it's absolutely free. There's no charge to join our little club here. So 889-5252 is the telephone number. This is something that, uh, will it ever get settled? I don't know. Volunteer firefighters and supporters have established a political action committee to campaign against a recently enacted ordinance that mandates automatic aid between the city's paid and volunteer fire departments. We've been talking about that for years, huh? Using a charter provision that allows residents to force a citywide vote on non-budgetary ordinances, volunteer firefighters filed a petition in late December for a special election on whether the ordinance passed on December 5th mandating automatic aid should be retained. The special election will be held on February 1st. Talked about that yesterday with Mayor Nystrom on the program. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Stu. Happy New Year. You too. Thank you. Today. Thanks. What do you think of Jeff Beck? Well, it's sad. I was another legendary performer dying. Yep. Okay, the adults don't die from bacterial meningitis unless they have no immune system. Oh, really? Okay. But okay, it's a I disease that affects babies that don't have a developed immune system. Mm-hmm. So it's it's possible, but it's less than a one in a million chance. And you're probably going so, with this. Did he get his vaccine, right? Exactly. I when was his last booster, his um, immune system. See, uh, the cells that prevent that, that's a bacteria that's common. It's in the building you live in, right? I mean, work in, and probably your home, too. <laughs> Almost. Coming in the air and on people's shoes and from the ground, okay, bacteria. Well, we don't even know if he took the vaccine, so... 
Um, yes, he did. Obviously. Mm -hmm. He's been traveling internationally. Well, it's sad to hear that he's gone. Okay, so how about the... That's likely a vaccine death because your immune system prevents that bacteria from exploding from your nose into your brain. The football player. What about him? I don't know. That was was such... That was such a freak thing. I, I've never heard of anything like that before. Fully vaccinated and boosted on December 26th, a week before he mm-hmm. had his heart attack. Mm-hmm. I would like to see his EKG. Well, he seems it's to not be doing... It's uncommon for people who survive diseases and such to make their medical records public for people to research them. Well, it couldn't hurt but to it do hasn't that. Happened. Couldn't hurt to do that. He seems to be in, uh, knock on wood, in pretty good shape now. Hopefully. These are permanent injuries that the vaccine is causing. Not not um, to scare you, but it's accelerating the rate at which the people are... Well, I know it's accelerating, and for some reason, and I don't know if it's a vaccine, that young people are coming down with some uh, heart difficulties, and um, it's really got everybody stumped. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is the vaccine. I don't know. All right, the, for the young people, I can tell you that the myocarditis rate was less than 10 per million, depending on who you want to believe. It's probably like three kids out of a million have myocarditis. Mm-hmm. It's over 25,000 now in one year. That's certainly something that's worth uh, looking into from, for sure. From the vaccine. Of course it is. <clears throat> Of course it is, though, and it's accelerating. It just as age is a progressive disease, what's happening to these people's immune system is progressive. Every eight weeks, your immune cells go through your spleen to be recycled. The DNA is taken out and put into a new cell. It's an amazing process. So I'm, I'm correct to assume that you have not been vaccinated. Well, it's private medical information, but... Okay, that's uh, fine. You know... Well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I couldn't tell you for sure on these things. They certainly should be investigated. I agree with you there. I think that we can agree that people who have taken it should do their best to flush it out of their system. And how would they do that? Um, Flush implies down the toilet. So pray, sleep well. When you get up in the morning, those two go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. When you get up in the morning have the kind of molecules and extra fluids that are going to flush that out of your system. Well, nobody... As, uh, in, as, in, as in, you know, things that you might enjoy. Orange juice. Yeah, well, nobody... Tea, I don't think anybody ale. objects to that. Drink more... In fact, for years, it's drink more fluids and we don't drink enough. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Get your immune system functioning better and flush that out and you'll have a better chance. That's just common sense. Well, you've inspired me. I have a bottle of water here and I am about to take some. There you go. Hope you feel better, Stu. Thanks for the call. Okay. I wish we had could do a show where we were positive about everything. Some things we're pretty sure. Hmm. Eight eight nine five two five two. We do the best we can on this program to get as close to the truth as we possibly can. 
even when it comes to the weather. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Rain this afternoon, 48. Rain will intensify tonight and the temperature will rise. Heavy rain early tomorrow and temperatures peak in the 50s pre-dawn and fall into the 40s by the evening commute. Partly sunny, 39 on Saturday, sunny and 40 on Sunday, sunny 44 on Monday. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. 39 degrees. Get to some calls coming up. The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Rebound. Loose puck. Score! The Huskies win! The ice bus rolls on. Shoot! Score! Empty netter! Closes the door! Huskies will win it! Catch all the action all season long on your home for UConn hockey. Catch many of the UConn Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM WICH. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. All right, let's go to our telephone. 889-5252 is the number. And welcome to the show. Hello. Speak to me. You're on the air. I know somebody's there. Uh, strangers in the night exchanging baseball cards. Are you there? I know you're trying to get there. Hello? That's weird. Hi, oh. welcome to the program. You're on the air. Okay, okay, now I can hear you. Yeah, you, I can hear you, but you weren't coming in loud. Uh, hey, real quick, uh, while you were getting your guests ready and you finally hooked up with over Sesame Street, I love that song that you said by Hill. It was a it was a musical, wasn't that from uh, uh, Dr. Zhivago? Yeah, Doctor Somewhere My Love from Dr. Zhivago. You're right. Yeah, I love that movie. In fact, I watched that not even a month ago. I watched bits and pieces in my life, but I always said I want to see the whole movie. What a movie! And that that's the theme from Dr. Zhivago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eddie Brown, I ran into him. I had to step out, and uh, he's at Stop and Shop, and he said, tell Stu, I said, oh, he's the old barber that's retired. Oh, okay, great. Um, yeah, he's still looking for his paint, and someone ripped him off down there when he was moving out and took over. He, he's a home painter, you know, he, he did pictures and whatnot and all. He's still bothered by it. He's in his 80s now, and he... Yeah, that's too bad. Tell, tell, mm-hmm. tell Stu, uh, I have a big reward. I want to get those pictures back. Somebody ripped them off. I feel bad for him. I wish we could get the pictures back for him. It may be a Yeah, topic, yeah. You never know. And here we go. So yesterday, I went to Crips over there to get my hair cut, mm-hmm. and I had a 22-minute way to walk, and no problem. I had intentions. I went to the dollar store still. Mm-hmm. I needed a couple greeting cards, and I heard you mention greeting cards, so I'm sending some greeting cards out. So I picked out what I wanted. I'm in line. I'm looking. I said, "Good God!" I saw the crown said Hallmark, a buck twenty-five. I said to the girl, "She goes, yeah." And the woman in front of me, she goes, "I buy all my cards here." Still, if you go to Stop and Shop, anywhere from four ninety-nine to seven ninety-nine for a Hallmark, she goes, "I buy all my cards here." So now I know if you want a good card and a Hallmark, buck twenty-five, so you can't beat it with a stick. 
Well, I'm not sure it's the same card, but I know it's very reasonable. I've no, 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 Stu. I'm, I just sent them out, and it says Hallmark on the back of the card. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's got the crown, and it's got on the emblem, it's even embossed. It's the Hallmark. It's like a notary stamp in it, in the paper. Oh, good for Hallmark. you. You're stuck yeah. up on your cards then, right? Well, I just thought I sold out for people, man. I always look to save a buck. Why not, right? Eggs are out of sight. I love scrambled eggs. I like eggs over easy. I like three-minute eggs. I haven't had an egg in a month. I refuse to pay that kind of money for a dozen of eggs. Well, you know, if you get a dozen, they'll last a long time, Joe. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I know. I'm spoiled. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stubborn. And the thing is, I do, I do like my eggs. But I will. I'll get a dozen eggs because I do like them once in a while. Nice eggs and all that. But anyhow, but right. eggs are like out of sight. Yes, do. So anyhow, and that was nice about the Russian gal or the girl that went to Russia. And did all that 30 years ago. That's amazing. It's very sad how uh, Russia just went downhill. No Seems doubt. Like we were I know you went there. That's one place I've never been. And I've been to every con, the major cons in my life, mm-hmm. in the Navy and all. You couldn't pay me to go to Russia. No, there. I, never... I, I When I see Putin on the TV, no. I get so angry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel comfortable there at all. Um, I know, and I can tell you why. You said the people look sad and they just didn't feel happy, and you felt uncomfortable because of it. That's that's yeah. terrible. All right, buddy. Thanks for calling. Uh, you got it, my man. Talk, have a good afternoon. Hey, by the way, have a good weekend, by the way, Stu. Uh, thanks, Joey. All right, See man. See you later. Hi, welcome to the program. Hey, Joey, sounds good. Yeah, he sounds good. He's like good, doing well. That's good. He's in a good mood. Um, the second thing was, um, I know somebody, some people that used to buy cracked eggs to save money, and it's just not worth the chance of bacteria. Oh, cracked well, eggs it, to save money? It would be like never, half price, but I would I never, never take that chance. I never heard of that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and there was a place in Montville, I think, that along where Route 2A around that area, and it would say C-R-A-X. That means cracked eggs. Oh. And it, it was like half price. But it's very, um, you're gambling <laughs> with bacteria. And the last thing was that man that called about the myocardia. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I can understand that, you know, the possibility of whatever numbers he was saying. He was like saying it's like maybe 2,500 times what the myocardia was before, you know, all these vaccines and boosters. But the feeling I don't like is. Um, People that do not want people to investigate that because they say the vaccine is good, take it. Don't investigate it because that will discourage people from taking the vaccine. You know, big brother government or big pharma, that, that's what scares me. Well, I'm, not telling, uh, to talk about it. I'm not telling people to take it or not. All I know is no matter what you take, any medicine or any vaccine, there's always a percentage of somebody that's going to get a side effect. And that's yeah, a fact. Yeah, anything. It's low, yeah. but that's a fact. This, yeah, this myocardia, though, I, I guess that must be a side effect or something. But I just don't like the feeling to try to hush people up if something is, in fact, maybe more than a side effect. That's, I guess that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Well, it's very concerning uh, because uh, many people I know have gotten the vaccine and still get COVID. Some of them get it uh, in a bad form of it, so it's frustrating. The whole yeah, thing's it frustrating. Is. Have a good day, Stu. Thanks. Thank you very much. Check with your doctor. See, that covers myself when I check with your doctor. Hi, WICH. Hi, Stu. Hi. Uh, I, I'm proud to say I'm not vaccinated, and I'm hearing stories about young uh, athletes 
uh, dying of rest and whatnot, to each his own. So I want to skip on to um, what Skipping is I good. think mm-hmm. what's going on today. I'm, I'm just, as a whole, okay, I'm thinking, uh, and I have certain words, obsession, succession, possession, <laughs> investigation, Competition. Don't forget recession. Winning Mm -hmm. greed. That there's so much emphasis on uh, lawsuits, drama, and fear. That's what they're instilling on the American people. So, for me, and I've listened to some of your music and whatnot in um, your guest. I, I, I said great things about that. But I'm a rebel. So I'm against the government and what they tell you to do. Uh, I use my own mind. And uh, this is what I see going on. And the other thing I wanted to say to end all this, my thing is drop your weapons learn from each other and instill peace all right on those words thank you very much hello good afternoon oh hi Stu. hello susan what you got oh well i told you i had some fun stuff okay give me i'm always up for fun well last night I was listening in the middle of the night because when the weather changes, I cannot sleep. Well, you don't sleep much anyway, sleep anyway, buddy. All right. But I listened to a thing about a, a lady hypnotist who brings people, puts them under so she can find out where their past lives, you know, what past lives they had. Mm-hmm. And the whole story most of the night was that everybody, a lot of them, could remember being part of Atlantis. Now, you know that's supposed to be, everybody's trying to figure out, well, where was Atlantis? You know, and they're thinking it's under the sea somewhere. And she said, just offhandedly, when she was talking, oh, Atlantis is under the Bermuda Triangle. That's what she said. So, um, I was thinking of that song uh, that Donovan did. Oh, by Donovan. Uh, Atlantis, yeah. mm-hmm. the Atlantis song. Oh, I always loved that. I never knew why. But she said, you would be surprised how many people think that they lived, you know, in or I don't know how you would say it, on Atlantis, in Atlantis, whatever. But they're from that time frame. And then, so... Someday, I hope you play the Donovan Atlantis, because it's a beautiful song. I don't know song. why I have trouble finding that song. It's, uh, it was a kind of a hit for him. I, I uh, Donovan's Greatest Hits? I, I had that on my... I got a yeah. CD with it. Well, but, yeah, I'll, I'll look it, some that more. One's a famous, you know, because I can remember listening to it on WICH. Well, because I had it's it gotta on be all here the some... time. Um, WICH. Um, and Bob Ballard. You know... Um, I think he's like 80-something now. I think, you know, of course, he's retired, I believe. But he had...
had a U.S. Navy ship named after, after him recently. Mm-hmm. I saw it in the paper, but maybe two or three weeks ago. And I would love to have you do an interview with Bob Ballard. And you know, um, he found well, he found the Titanic. Um, he found JFK's uh, PT-109 boat that got split in half. I think I talked to him years ago, but it's been a very long time, and I would love to have him back. Oh, yeah, well, now that they named the ship that, and I'm certainly sure he has found other things since then. And he was in the Black Sea and different areas, and I think he even was look. I, if I remember years and years ago, because I'm a history buff, right? that he said he did find things he thought was related maybe to the flood or maybe even, I, it could even been crossing the Red Sea because in the Bible it says the, the Pharaoh's chariots and everything, when the ocean, the sea closed up over them, it would be in the bottom of that area. And I think he was saying he found things like that. So, Well, this is good. I mean, I respect him very much how he finds these uh, things, and I can't even find my boat in the bathtub. So no. I think he's what? really... Uh, California with all that water? Mm. Well, you know, they have been in drought mode for so long, they should be thankful they're getting the water. There's two sides to everything. Well, okay, buddy, i got to run. Thank all you. All right, have a good one. Some people have lost their lives and uh, some serious situation. So I've seen people go into hypnosis and go into other lives. I've seen it. It's very strange. You are under my power. Yes. All right, let me take another call before the break. Hi, you're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Okay, two things. First, and, and this is all I'm going to say, the Attorney General just appointed a special counsel to investigate the classified documents found um, in Biden's, Biden's possession. Well, I hope, I hope they're bipartisan, and that would be good. It would definitely be good. Anyway, um, the other thing I was going to talk about, I was, I was watching, I know that they, um, yeah, that, Inflation has gone down from the 8.4% to the 6.5%. Mm-hmm. But then um, some, somebody was reporting on it. Do you know, I mean, I know that eggs have gone up dramatically. Do you know it's nearly 60%? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get the egg thing. I don't know. Chicken's on strike. Yeah, What's going on? Close, what they're blaming on. Mm. Um, you know, but it's funny because they were saying, you know, the average U.S. price is through like a, a dozen, and I'm like, that's a sale to me, you know, right now, because they're five and six dollars a dozen um, around here, unless they're on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and butter went up like 35%. Um, um, I have a small chest freezer, and when it was like two ninety nine, I bought several, because I'd seen it over six dollars. So I was like, you know, even though that was land weights, and this was Generic, I said, it's still, I don't want to be spending five or six dollars um, a pound for butter. So, what they were saying was, even though the quote unquote inflation rate is down, it's still, the things that affect us the most are still up there dramatically. You know, the price of fuel is up like 
the price, you know, of the food, you know, in, in the market. Every, you know, lettuce was up like 50%. Um, as I said, the eggs were 60 the, the um, butter was 35 Well, maybe some things are going down, and that's a, that's a start anyway. Yeah, bread was up like 25%. I think actually bread might be up just a tad more around here. Um, you know, I watch for sales. Is is all I you know? It's on sale. Okay, I'll buy a couple rather than one. I buy two. You know, I want to buy more than that because then I'll go bad. But um, I know that the price has gone up on many many things. So we're still hurting, even though they may say, "Well, it's, the inflation has gone down." Or over the course of a year, it has still gone up dramatically. So those of you who hear that, oh, you know, it's down, and the economy is doing great, and aren't feeling it, believe believe me, we're we're not feeling the the improvement either. Um, it's it's gone up, and hopefully things will settle down, and we can go back closer to the prices we were paying a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic. Okay. And thanks. Okay, bye. How's your shopping list, huh? As long as the price doesn't go up on chocolate chip cookies. That's a weakness of mine, chocolate chip cookies. That's why I try not to buy them, and uh, because then I'll have go through the whole box like a lunatic. If you'd like to join us today on our Anything Goes portion of the program, we'd be happy to talk to you. On Wednesday, January 18th, join Dane Rue at the LaGrua Center in Stonington to learn about the history of the Slater Museum and the story of its collection. As museum director, Dane will take audiences into the vault and share exclusive behind-the-scenes photos and pieces that are currently hidden from public view. This free lecture is open to all and is sponsored by the Connecticut Humanities. LaGrua Center is a cultural jam located in Stonington Borough, presenting concerts, art, and speakers to all in the community. You can find more information about this event and other programs at lagruacenter.org. This is Nick Kaplinson of Dime Bank. Are you looking for the perfect New Year's resolution? Discover what makes community banking better at Dime with 14 locations throughout Connecticut and Westerly, Rhode Island, including our newest branch in Vernon, Connecticut. If you're suffering from the big bank blues that place profits and shareholders first, Dime is welcoming new customers who've had enough. It's your choice, your bank, your Dime. Dime Bank. Community banking lives here. Member FDIC now open in Vernon. And for those just getting home from your New Year's Eve party, um, hope you're doing all right. Hello. 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 Welcome to the program. Hello, Stu. Yes, sir. Hi. I just watched the uh, interview with uh, Garland on the uh, special council. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what can you tell me about it? Mm-hmm. Sir? Yes. Well, what did you get out of it? There's a lot to do about nothing. Oh. It just gives a, a reason for the press sec- secretary to really not talk about something. You know, uh, uh, Peter Ducey asked uh, the president, uh, what were you thinking of storing documents out in your garage near your Corvette? And he gave an answer that, uh, well, it's not like it was stored out on the road, out in the street. Which was a ridiculous answer. Well, um, you got to talk to him. You right. know, as much as I do not like the Bidens uh, right now because of the job they, they're doing, um, 
he's the leader of the free world still. And other countries like China and Russia must be sitting back and watching this stuff and laughing because this is this is not what the leader of the free world problems he gets in, into. Um, you know, countries are supposed to respect us a lot more, and the, we are chiseling away on our respect on the office of the President of the United States. And I do think that, uh, you know, what's his next step? He's going to come out and give a speech in pajamas uh, and holding a teddy bear or something like that? Um, it, it, it can't, you can't make this stuff up that's happening. Um, and it's going to uh, pass on to the next president of the United States because he's going to have to redeem the reputation of the of the title. And that's all I got to say. All right, thank you. All right. Of course, our enemies love when we beat beat each other up. It's amazing. They just sit back and get a kick out of it. Come together. Isn't that a song by the Beatles? Uh, I'd like to hear your point of view on any subject. We'll be right back. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. I'm so frustrated with our company's cleaning service. They're not living up to their promises, and it's really starting to bug me. That's why I use SureBright Commercial Cleaning Services. I know it's done right every time. Out of sight, out of mind. I'm Chris Heller, co-owner of SureBright. It all comes down to customer service. We know that our customers, like Hall Communications, trust us with their facility as well as their image. And we appreciate just how important superior maintenance is to our customers, their customers, and their employees. That's why with SureBright, you'll get only the best in service and quality. Being a family-owned, independent company, customers know that they can always call either Chris or Patsy Heller with any questions or concerns. Surebright Commercial Cleaning Service, a division of Surebright Enterprises Incorporated. Out of sight, out of mind works for me. I'm going with Surebright Commercial Cleaning Services. Great choice. Surebright Commercial Cleaning Services. Done right every night. Out of sight, out of mind. Serving Connecticut. Call 860-887-9785 or visit surebrightinc.com. 27 2, Stu Breyer with your WICH, and welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. I just heard that gentleman um, talking, and I haven't really had much of a chance to reflect on um, how people verbalize themselves on the program. And one thing I notice about certain people is that they are partisan, so to speak, because they're very dedicated and loyal to their political affiliation. Mm -hmm. Yes, both sides do Uh, that. But when they express something on the air, and maybe to other people, I don't know, um, I don't like snide remarks about our president or a specific individual. Um... I I respect people that are committed to their political affiliation, but I don't, and, and I'm fond of every caller, but I, I really, it really turns me off when I hear people say something that's very snide 
and maybe that guy needs to look that word up. He probably knows what I'm saying, and he's not the only one, and I've done it myself. But um, I just wanted to make that comment. All right. Well, thanks for making the comment. You know, it's, um, when, you, when you complain about Democrats, when you, when you try to stick to being Republican or, or expressing your viewpoint, it's really important to draw to just try to stick with the issue, the concept. Not okay. This is an issue. I'm going to defend democracy. I'm going to defend re- Republicans. Um, to me, that's kind of a waste of time on the air. Let me and ask you a question. If, let me ask you a question. I can call sometime next week. Let me ask you a question. If you think somebody's doing a lousy job. Uh, I didn't say a lousy job. I said I've if you think somebody marks myself to you know off the air, but to myself in my apartment <laughs> about people that I get frustrated with, or if, not really people. If you're frustrated with a situation, you need to think through how you verbalize that. You need to verbalize it in terms of just a concept, and it is a simple thing to do. But it has to be, it, it's, it's a form of self-discipline, really. Okay, my friend, thank you. All right. I, I'm not that good. I see something that I think is horribly wrong, I'll say it. Like what's happening at our borders. I think it's a crime. You're on the air, welcome. Hi, good afternoon. <laughs> I think I'm getting ringing ear. It's going, ink, Hey, if you'd like to call back, sorry we lost you. The number's 889-5252, and you would be next. I want to hear what you have to say. When it comes to insurance, we hold your hand throughout the process. Well, sort of. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. Auto, home, life, recreational, and business. Chris and Beth bring years of experience and solid philosophy to help you choose the right coverage. Call Beth and Chris for a no-obligation quote and review of your coverage at 860-269-7779. Salem Turnpike next to Joanne Fabrics in Norwich. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. We want to hold your hand. Hey, I think I'll write a song like that. How about a big smile for Thursday? Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. Um, you know Prince Harry... Yes, we can't help but knowing him. I think he's capitalizing on his position with the royal family. Absolutely. That that cheapens it. Well, people, obviously people don't care because they're buying the the book. I know. They're watching the documentary and... Well, he does, what is is he doing selling a book like that? It's got nothing he's mad at the, uh, he's mad at the whole situation, the the royalty, and, uh... Why why doesn't he let let him live and uh, go on and take away his prince crown and just live his life? Right, but he he won't do that. No, he won't, because there's a lot of money in it. He wants it it all. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, doesn't he stop and think he's got two little kids to raise? And and they're going to have... They're a member of the royal family? I'm telling you, he really, really... um, I'm disappointed in him. Well, let's face it. People love juicy gossip, and no matter what he yes, does they now, do. they're going to suck it up. That. Yep. And mm-hmm. the rest of the family knows it, and the queen knew it. 
and she was she you know they're in a position that they have to uh set an example yeah i mean royalty is one thing and uh Obviously, some people don't agree with it, but hey. No, of course not. Let them, uh, if people enjoy it, fine. Right. It's fine. Right, but he doesn't have to participate no. in it. That's not necessary. There's no, nobody forcing not. it. Nobody forcing him to be prince or whatever he is. No, no, they're not. And he he's not going to give it up. So uh, I think they're doing the right thing by ignoring it. Ignoring him well, on it. The regular public is not ignoring him, and let's I know, hope that all not, the millions of dollars that he's getting, uh, maybe he'll give it to charity. That'll be no, nice. No, he won't. I don't know. He won't. I bet he won't. Okay. But, I mean, I, it's just uh, an issue that uh, if it. It kind of turns me off. I think yeah, basically, does, me uh, too. I'm not saying he's wrong with all the things he says, but uh, you know, he's kind of a phony in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. Right. The other thing is, uh, this woman that was just on, mm-hmm. she makes some very good points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't. I don't blame her for feeling the way she does because I. I feel like that myself sometimes. Okay, in other words, disagree, but watch how you say it. Yeah, right. And don't don't start calling people names and things like that. I mean, that that is childish. Yeah, there you're right. That doesn't get you anywhere. No, it doesn't. Hmm. So that that's all I have to say, Stu. Well, and, thank you. Uh, I'm sorry I had a gripe on you. You can gripe on me anytime, <laughs> pal. Okay. All right. Yeah. Bye bye. Yes, I have gripes up my sleeve. You're on the air. Welcome. Good afternoon, old tall man. This is, uh, what did you call me yesterday? You I called Kay? you Miss K. You called me K. That's what I thought. Now, people are going to think my name is K, which is okay. It's okay, K. <laughs> no pun intended. So, a couple of things, <laughs> like with the way that said. Now, I, when I had cable, um, I, I struggled to stay awake to watch that stupid Oprah Winfrey special with Megan and him. And it was a waste of time. I thought it would get better, and I thought he knew what he was getting into. He knew who he married. She knew what she was getting into, and it was so pathetic. Like poor me. Of course they poor knew. Poor me. Yeah. Oh look what! Well, oh, they're 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 saying I'm because I'm I'm half black, half white. They don't like me, and you know, blah blah blah. So that's nothing. That's so ridiculous. You're over it. You watch it, and it was my mistake to watch it, but I had to see because I was being nosy. Um, and then his mother wrote a book. You know, about all what happened to her. Um, so, like you said, if you want to buy it, buy it. If you want to watch the stuff, watch it. If you want to... But, you know, he... I mean, he knew what he was getting into when he married her. And, like, the same thing. You notice they're kind of, like, out of the picture. <clears throat> they don't... You don't see anything on the news much anymore. I mean, yeah, he wrote a book, but... Well, now that the book is number one and selling, like, hotcakes... I'm not going to buy it. I don't know why they <laughs> say really selling, care. like, hotcakes. I don't know. Hot, I haven't had a hotcake in years. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I understand. Uh, listen, when she married him, was she surprised that you have to do a little curtsy bow to the queen? I mean, come on, you I know mean, what you're exactly. getting into. The whole, like, she wanted to be in the limelight. She was already in the limelight. She was a suitcase girl, right? On, um, what was the name of that show with um, Howie Mandel? Oh, I forget. Yeah. Yeah, but she was one of those girls. That was her first gig. And then she was on some other TV show. Um, I don't even know, but... It, it doesn't. It's not important to me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really care. That's the thing is, people just get so caught up in 
what's going on and like like the lady that just called it's like, it's like you know you watch what you want to watch and believe what you want to believe and if you're into it then you're into it and if you're not you know you're not did right? I, did oprah ask good questions was she or she yes, was a milk yes, toast yeah but she you can tell she's friends with them but she did it for the for the perks too you know she wanted to get her ratings oh, up of and course need them. of course absolutely but, yeah but i mean it was it was interesting but not like i thought i thought well i gotta watch this and it was one of those, I mean, I just struggled to stay awake till 10 o'clock for what? I thought it would get better, and I thought, mm-hmm. it was more like she was the victim. She, poor, poor her, poor, poor Megan, and then her father was ridiculous, <clears throat> you know, with all the wedding stuff. He's coming, he's not coming. I'm like, but I watched the wedding, I did, you know, just, women want to see the clothes, but the procession, the whole... You mean uh, her uh, father was ridiculous? Megan's father? Who, who's, yeah, yeah, her father, um... Well, I, and did a bunch of tabloid stuff against her right before the wedding. That's amazing. And he was uninvited. That's an incredible, amazing. I I didn't know that aspect of the story. They have an estranged uh, relationship anyway. I so guess her so, mother yeah. did attend the wedding. Her mother She's didn't black attend... and the father's white. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, uh, it's just another couple that doesn't get along. I, I mean, guess we won't tell anybody if you buy the book. Buy the book, read it, and let us know what it's all about, and well, then um, you know, pass I'm... it along, and we'll all we'll all share it. <laughs> I, I don't really have a you know. Everybody loves a little hey. gossip. Let's face it, but hey. I really don't have any hey. desire to buy. You know it. what I thought? I said maybe I'll be the one that calls on the noontime hour when you go. And the year was when you did my uh, Sweet Mary from Wadsworth oh, Mansion, yes, uh-huh. 1971. <laughs> I could uh, I could. Um, help you out there. I can think of something every day when I'm available and try to call and if, if it is something out of the norm then that'll be the, the year is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Very good. <laughs> very good. All right, old tall boy. You, you call me Kay and you're tall boy, so uh, have a good rest of your okay. day. Stay warm. It's nasty. Should I call you Special K? Like the cereal? Oh, okay. That's I like that. I like that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> See you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hello. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Stu. Yes, sir. Hey, Stu, to these uh, people out there that uh, love Biden so much, uh, when he runs again in 2024, vote him in, because we're going to just get four more years of misery and agony. I truly believe whether you're a Democrat or Republican, um, they don't want him to run again. They truly don't. They don't, but I think he's going to. And, you know, I respect the position, but I, I don't respect him because of what he is. Well, I, I feel like you do, and I think there are so many things that uh, people will be shocked when all this stuff comes out. I mean, uh, you know, Trump wasn't no better roses neither, but uh, this, this country was in far, far better shape than it is right now. Yeah, you have to look at it that way. Were we in better shape? And the answer is yes. yes we have we were. less problems. Oh. Yes. If they love the man so much, and, and as a matter of fact, uh, uh, when he was first elected, how many people would call your radio station and praise this guy? I, we don't hear from him anymore. Why? Well, I don't know. Listen, maybe they're disappointed and they had every right to vote who they wanted to vote for, and maybe they're just disappointed and that's it. That, that's or not. true, so. I don't know. Well, you, you have yourself a good weekend. And, Thanks. Uh, all we can do is just pray for the best. All right. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Too bad Donald Trump is, is a, an extreme narcissist. He is the true meaning of a narcissist. And I think it hurt him deeply. I think he did some good things, but 
I think he did some bad things, ridiculous interviews and some of the things that he said. And uh, people who even liked him said, hey, I don't like this guy. You know, he did it to himself. Is there a cure for narcissism? I wonder if there is. Welcome to the program. Hi. Stu, can I defend myself or should I call back? Well, seeing it's almost two, you can defend yourself. Go ahead. Well, well to tell you the truth, uh, regarding those two women that called in, I don't call my comments snide. I uh, I believe that a leader of uh, a police department, fire department, military, or the president of the United States cannot be involved in all this controversy, whether they did it or they didn't, because uh, it, it bothers the troops, it bothers the people under them. Well, if they didn't and do it, certainly uh, it's the other side just trying to make um, a problem, so you can't blame them for that. And I've seen leaders of, of police departments, if he was in the military and he was making these mistakes and talking this stuff on him, they would bury him in the Antarctic or something like that. They'd get rid of him, put him out of sight. Um, if he was a police chief and he was having this effect on the public, he wouldn't have a job. They'd buy his contract out. And to tell you the truth, I, I can make those statements because, number one, I've uh, I've walked the walk, and so I should be able to talk the talk. And that's all i got to say. Thank okay, you. thanks. So, um, I have a singing parrot. His name is Chico, Chico the Parrot. And allegedly, he sings songs that Beyonce sang. And this is, if you listen closely, if you're a fan of Beyonce, if you're not, you probably won't understand it. But here is Chico the Parrot singing one of the big hits of Beyonce. I don't really know that song, but people say that is the tune to uh, one of Beyonce's songs. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Chico the Parrot. Always wanted a parrot. They're so interesting, aren't they? And, you know, they won't talk, they won't talk, and all of a sudden uh, you, you get up and they're saying, ah, hello. <laughs> hmm, I could have been a parrot. Uh, let's go over here. WICH, welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. Um, I heard you're talking about extensively about the price of eggs. Yep. Uh, and I've heard on several news programs that there's an epidemic of bird flu in the country. Well, that is, that's what we had, I guess, with turkeys this year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also affecting chickens. Yeah, okay, so maybe that's it. If, if they start getting an infection in their flocks, mm-hmm. they kill thousands. So that's got nothing to do with inflation. It's just the and, bird flu. And, and well... Inflation causes the delivery of the eggs and all that. Mm-hmm. It's still there, diesel and all that, but there's a lot of the laying hens have been killed. So oh. naturally, there's a shortage of eggs. Well, that's another not answer. Not close to price. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye. I'm going to find a cure for the bird flu. It's been hanging around for a number of years. Should we give the birds a vaccination? I don't know. 
It is uh, 9 before 2. Earlier today, I had an interview at about 11.15 or so with a gal who actually ran Sesame Street in Russia. And if you missed that, you can get it on our podcast. Just go to WICH.com and link on to Stu's podcast, and it's amazing. That's right. They changed some of the puppets, but some of them stayed the same, like Elmo, which she said was stolen. And in the early years, the show went great, but then, you know, they, they changed leaders, and then she, was, she said she was lucky to get out of there with her life. So it was an interesting interview. You may want to check it out if you feel like going on the podcast. Just go to WICH.com, and my email is an e one, easy one, Stu, at WICH.com. All right. I have uh, a little bit of uh, Rodney. I could never get enough Rodney. This is when he was on the Ed Sullivan Show. I believe this is where he was. Anyway, yeah, here it is from the Ed Sullivan Show, Rodney Dangerfield. Now here's my unhappy pal, Rodney Dangerfield. And I'll tell you, just before the show, I ran into a guy, I haven't seen him in 20 years, you know. Now, I'll tell you, I wasn't too happy to meet him. He's a guy who once fixed me up on a blind date. Yes, I'll tell you. That. Yeah, she was a classy girl, been all over the world. In fact, he told me that during the war, she was in France at the time when Paris fell. And she looked like Paris fell on her. <laughs> now, I'll tell you, blind dates, they never work out, you know. I remember one blind date I had, I waited two hours in the corner. A girl walked by. I said, are you Louise? She said, are you Rodney? I said, yeah. She said, I'm not Louise. <laughs> I don't know. I tell you, there's something about me. Girls just never went for me, you know? There was one girl, but I went for a whole year. Every time I saw her, she wanted the outdoors. You know, swimming, skiing, skating. I said to her, how come you love it so much, the outdoors? She looked at me. She said, because I know what's waiting for me indoors. <laughs> I tell you, there's always problems with girls. Even my wife. When I went study with my wife, we broke up six times. Always for the same reason. Chinese food. <laughs> Every time we went out, she wanted Chinese food. And I don't like to order Chinese food. And when I tell the waiter what I want, I... I feel like I'm a baby. I say, waiter... Mugu guy pan? <laughs> I tell you, before you get married, there's problems. After you get married, there's problems. After I got married, I found out my wife, she loves atmosphere. Walks around the apartment all day, changing all the lights, you know. Loves atmosphere, the right atmosphere. I mean, who puts a blue bulb in a refrigerator? <laughs> I don't know, I tell you, I can't figure people out, you know. Like last week, I went to my doctor, I got a checkup. I walked in his office. He said, all right, take off all your clothes except your tie. <laughs> I said to him, except my tie? He says, yeah, when you get my bill, you want to hang yourself. <laughs> After a while, you don't know who to believe. I was in my bank the other day. I got signs all over. At this bank, you have a friend. Last month, I was two payments behind. My friend took away my car. <laughs> That's another thing, money. I'm always in trouble with money. And a racetrack, that don't do me any good either. And ever since I've gone to the track, I can't get lucky. 
Every time I've bitten a horse, I hear the same thing. They're off, except one. <laughs> and I tell you, when it comes to money, my wife don't help either. She's always buying clothes. Every day she buys clothes. She tells me it's for my benefit, because people judge me by the way she looks. And she doesn't want our friends to think that I'm doing bad. So I borrow money from our friends to buy her clothes so our friends shouldn't think I'm doing bad. I tell you, I tell you, sometimes my wife buys clothes, I can't blame her. I mean, the sales girls are also charming. I went out there a few weeks ago, I watched her buy clothes. The sales girls, all you hear is take the pink, take the blue. You look red and great and red. Purple is your color. I thought there was one sales girl there. Well, she was so charming, I bought a dress. <laughs> well, when you're married, you never know what to expect next. Always arguments, you know. But one thing I'll say of my wife and myself, we argue. At least we're mature about it. I mean, no matter how hot the argument gets, a half hour later, it's all over. All over the neighborhood, the apartment, the family, all over the whole thing, you know. I tell you, with all the problems I got, I still know my big problem. I mean, I don't get no respect. <laughs> I mean it, I don't get no respect from anyone. Well, the other day, my superintendent, he told me I should wipe my feet in my apartment before I go in a hall. <laughs> you know, my friends still tell me the whole thing goes back to my childhood, and I guess they're right. Because certain things when I was a kid I can't forget, you know. The time I was kidnapped. <laughs> hey, the kidnappers, they sent my parents a note. The note said, we want $5,000, or you'll see your kid again. <laughs> I tell you, you know, it was lucky for me and my old man, he couldn't raise the money. I mean, because we were poor. Oh, we were so poor. I remember one time, my birthday, my old man, he showed me a picture of a cake. <laughs> I'll tell you what a day that was. I'll never forget the picture of that cake. I sat there all day trying to blow out the candles. <laughs> now, I'll tell you, years ago I had problems when I was a kid, and today I got problems with my own kid. I mean, he was acting up a few weeks ago. I had to go to a school, and I live here in New York on the west side, and my kid, he goes to the toughest school in New York. I went over there, and I looked in one class that would teach the kids English. I heard the teacher say, what comes after a sentence? The kid yelled out, you make an appeal. <laughs> Hey, it's a rough school. There was one kid there was absent. And a teacher showed me a note she got from the police. The note said, please excuse Johnny for 20 years. <laughs> I tell you, he was a tough kid. And they told me what happened. In the science class, they asked the kid if he could prove the law of gravity. He threw the teacher out the window, you know. The great Rodney Dangerfield. We need more uh, Rodney Dangerfields. And let me leave you with a good thought here from Jackie DeShannon. Please, everybody, be kind to each other. Think of your fellow man. Lend him a helping hand. Put a little love in your heart. You see it's getting late. Oh, please don't hesitate. Put a little love. And the world will be a better place And the world will be a better place
Keep that positive attitude with your news next. And then Jimmy Fowler. Don't forget Keith C. Rice tomorrow. WICHAM 1390.